Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a quick uh, editorial interjection to the beginning of another episode of the Gibberfish podcast. Uh, the new episode that you're listening to right now was recorded mostly on Wednesday the 17th of July. Unfortunately, in the 24 hours since the recording and the editing process, a tragedy has struck one of my favourite animation studios in Japan. Kyoto Animation, more commonly referred to as Kyo Anime, was attacked by an individual who used gasoline to ignite the outside of the building and trap many inside. Since then, 33 people have died and 40 people have been hospitalised, with many of them in critical condition. As per the Philip DeFranco rules of not giving any of these dick weasels any more uh, attention than they don't deserve, we won't really be talking about the individual, but I do feel like it's the right thing to do to shed light in a fantastic animation studio. If you'd like to understand why many consider Kyo Animation to be one of their favourites, I'd like to give you a recommendations list. So that way we can all share in the joy that this studio has brought to the world. And hopefully you can understand why so many are currently grieving the loss of life amongst a group of talented individuals. On Netflix right now you can find the film A Silent Voice, which is, to say the least, an emotional roller coaster. It is nevertheless an Oscar-worthy film, and frankly was snubbed a few years back. If you don't have much time but would still like to understand why this studio means so much to so many, A Silent Voice is a great place to start. Next up also on Netflix is Violet Evergarden. I've been talking about the show a lot on our podcast because it is, again, an emotional roller coaster. Kyoto Animation do not pull punches when it comes to emotions. And the desperate lows of Violet Evergarden make the highs that much sweeter. Speaking of emotional high points, it's also worth noting that Kyo Animation produced the fantastic Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. It's available right now in sub and dub on Funimation. And if you haven't seen this series, I would highly recommend it to you. As we've said, it's like taking a warm bath in an anime. And the last thing I'd like you to consider is a donation through GoFundMe that's been run by Sentai Filmworks, an American dubbing house in Houston, Texas. They've worked with Kyo Animation for a while now and have uh, reached out across the pond to try and help out with uh, any of the fees that might occur from such a horrible attack. If you have some spare money, and would like to put it towards a good cause, you can donate to them. Or if you don't have any spare cash, you could raise awareness by sharing the link on their Twitter. I'm sure we'll be talking a bit more about this in the next episode, but for the meantime we felt an editorial interjection was a bit necessary, given the horrific loss of life that's occurred. In the meantime, Dom and I would like to extend our deepest sympathies to those personally affected by the tragedy, and wish all those currently still fighting for their lives in hospitals a speedy recovery as we sit down to talk another round of gibberfish. Well, me and Colin may have missed the cut-off for Belle Delphine's used bathwater, but on the plus side, we don't have herpes, and we're here to talk gibberfish, aren't we, Colin? We are indeed, and I'm actually, I was wondering, because uh, you, you texted me and said, I need to do the intro this yeah, week. Yeah, I want to do the intro. Well, what's on there? And I immediately jumped to Google, and I was like, what's going to be in the news? And there was a bunch of stuff, I'm like, no. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording, what is it? So, one quickly edited out the, uh, the podcast phone call later, where... Back to talk gibberish. Yeah, we're back talking gibberish. Uh, without uh, any kind of herpes virus. Yeah, uh, I looked, yeah. as soon as I found out that she was selling used bathwater, yeah. I looked up 
just American laws concerning liquids containing some kind of biological material. Is that illegal? At a certain point, yes, but it needs to become blood shit. Yeah, the usual. Yeah. It needs to be good shit. You can't yeah, just bath water. Something that you could clone someone with. Yeah, and uh, I, I had this on my list of things to talk about because it's it's such a weird story. If you're not familiar with this, uh, yeah. Belle Delphine is a YouTuber, Twitch streamer, Twitch streamer Instagram, Instagram model, influencer, that kind of bracket. Somehow, money making god because she thought, hmm, people seem to want people want me to do porn. People are out there are thirsty. What do thirsty people need? Water. Used bath water. She's ah. clearly some kind of business marketing fucking genius because it sold out within a week. And it's honestly one of the funniest jokes. I mean, there was the... When she started a Pornhub account, that was the fucking... That was, it was Belle Delphine that did that. I don't fucking Yeah, she know. did. I don't care. She started a Pornhub account uh, as a joke and uh, puts videos up there like, uh, PewDiePie goes inside me. She just eats a picture of PewDiePie. It's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you have marketed this so perfectly with like a vague tweet saying oh i think i might start a pornhub account pornhub replies with oh go on please like you know what yeah. do you got show us what you got and uh, immediately starts like shit posting on pornhub that's the funniest shit i i'm i just i have my hats off to her because she knows what she's doing i'm pretty sure her fan base knows what they're, i think they're all in there for the meme i don't yeah. think any i think there'll be a few people statistically speaking there'll be a yeah. few people who are like Yes, Belle Delphine's sweet, tasty bath water. Give me it, please. I need it. Yeah, it's, it's the people out there that are drinking it and vaping it that have got me the most concerned. Vaping? <laughs> all, all you fucking Kyles out there, why? What's your first response to going to put this inside my vape, bro? Vape niche. Hashtag to the niche. Right. We will now spend the rest of this podcast trying to devise a more millennial phrase than I'm vaping this influencer's bath water. I don't think we can. I think it. I think it requires two people younger than ourselves. I think. Yeah. I think we need some fresh millennials, need some kids <laughs> that are just turning fifteen. To not as washed out old. Not us. 30, almost the V one millennials. Fucks. Yeah. Yeah, we're the, we're the version ones. We're we're unaware. I I just I I saw this and thought, as long as everyone here is on the uh, is on the right side of this, like they all understand what's going on. I think this might be one of the, like the best things that's ever happened in this year. I think it's just so ridiculous. It's so funny. It reads like a fucking Onion article. <laughs> yeah, it, that's why I had to look into it, because it popped up on a Twitter through... No, actually, when I first heard about it, it was on the Dude Soup podcast. Right. Alana yeah. Pierce was talking about it, and as you know, so Alana, Alana Pierce, uh, I was listening, I thought, this can't be real, this has to be some kind of fake article that I'm just trying to bait people with, and then I threw an incognito tab, because I don't want this on my fucking search history, <laughs> uh, looked up Belle Delphine used bathwater, and the page that where you can buy the used bathwater came up, and it was sold out, and I thought, okay, this is real, why is it sold out? Yeah. How many people want someone's used bathwater? And if you're wondering, uh, for those of you playing at home, uh, if you want to buy, or if you wanted to buy one, hypothetically why? speaking, uh, well, first of all, why? I think it's like a 35 milliliter volume for like yeah. 25 quid or something like that. Yeah, I think something like 30, 35 dollars, so yeah, it'd be about 25. Given that like the volumes, quid. the volume and the price involved, you gotta say, this is the meme. This is the meme. Everyone's in it for the meme. There's no way anybody is yeah. genuinely looking at this and saying, that investment's going to pay off. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a hot ticket item in a couple of years, I can tell. Oh, what happens when it goes old? I think it becomes bioluminescent. Oh, there's stuff in there. It's going to spoil so bad. This is... Do you remember... Um, there's a couple of like rare items that appear on the internet for YouTubers who eat stuff for fun to like try and get their hands on. One of which is an original run of... Uh, it's like... Uh, it's non 
glucose, uh, sort of like non-glucose uh, Haribo teddy bears, and they used a sugar substitute that causes extreme diarrhea. And people want to eat this. People want to get their hands on it because it's it's basically a question of how long can you hold it down. All ah, right. And uh, everyone who's it started off as a meme with uh, like the Amazon reviews, people saying, "Oh, I mean, it was uh, it tastes pretty good. I can't really tell that it's a sugar substitute." Until I realised that a rumbling in my stomach and all hell broke loose on the <laughs> toilet at the same night. <laughs> it's like, I think it's down to about people waiting until like half an hour. But you have a half an hour to enjoy the sweets, and then you're just going to empty to new levels of emptiness. I mean, if you want to do a speedrun version of that, give me one of those. I guarantee in 30 seconds, <laughs> that's just coming out. I do remember seeing uh, it was one somebody actually got their hands on it, and the guy just downs the whole pack at them. And oh. it's, it's like a it's a full size, like not like 500 gram bag or something like that. Something like that. One of the horrible like, oh, right. big bags you get. Yeah. And he just downs the whole fucking thing, and within 10 minutes is on the toilet begging for death <laughs> it's so nasty it's brilliant but See, it's you can tell how bad the food is by how religious someone gets afterward yeah. if you're in the if you're in the shit and they're just going oh god please let it end god <laughs> satan jeebus uh, anybody please allah you out there for me do me a favor <laughs> yahweh <laughs> when you find new gods to pray to find your game monster <laughs> Thanks for getting one of. Please, may your tendrils <laughs> pog my anus for five minutes, please. Those I just need it to end. <laughs> Those weird people that think Buzz Aldrin's a god. <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah, people think Buzz Aldrin's a god. All Is, right, then. Was it Buzz Aldrin? What was the other, the other astronaut? Armstrong? Yeah, Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> people, think one of, people think astronauts are gods for some reason. I don't know. Well, I mean, it, it's a pretty top-tier level of humanity. Like, you, that's not a nobody. Yeah. But at the same time, gods, mm, it's a bit, in, uh, you know, gods are kind of created, but I suppose you, you picked a, a good one. Uh, if you're picking someone who, you know, joins the military, serves his country, and then decides, I'm going to fire myself into space on a rocket. <laughs> That's a brave god to have. Yeah. Not not one of the omnipotent kind of, uh, the omnipotent kind of losers that just kind of hang out in the clouds all day, and I'm just going to have, have some fun, observe some people, you know, watch people masturbate a little bit, and then do nothing for that kid with cancer. You know? Yeah, you've got to imagine deities have a weird day. Wake up observe this the many sins of humanity oh look there's someone ill i'm gonna watch this weird guy masturbate in his basement <laughs> and i want him to know i am judging the hell out of him yeah i uh if judge not lest ye be judged this guy's whacking off in his basement he deserves it <laughs> <laughs> i uh i want to ask you about this one thing i saw facebook have been hit with the ftc which is the federal trade commission in the mm. u.s for the uh do you know came, remember cambridge analytica they were the guys who were going through basically data mining people's uh, profiles and they were data mining public profiles and uh, behind the scenes stuff that was not uh, public. No. And uh, they have been fined uh, 5 billion by the FTC. Jesus. With Christ. a B. So, I'm, yes. Yeah. The, the one thing that amazes me is that this is after negotiations. First of all, how do you get the clout to negotiate with the US government? Yeah. That's some serious fucking balls you got there. Yeah, you must have a fucking great lawyer to just be able to negotiate with what do they state have? lawyers. What, what do they have to be able to say, so uh, you want to you wanna find us or do you want us to open up about this thing? You know, maybe we uh, maybe we find these uh, these pool parties you've been invited to. Yeah. We've got all the pictures ever. <laughs> maybe we tell the world about Manuel the Escort, President Trump. Mm? <laughs> you don't I... hate Mexicans that much, do you? <laughs> maybe you admire some of them and, <laughs> and maybe one of else. them comes and has a taco yeah <laughs> maybe he joins you for tacos 
every Wednesday. He's helping you build a wall, all right. <laughs> Building that strong. Uh, but yeah, the the first thing was how do you get the client to argue with the U.S. government? Second, how do you smooth that over with the boss? Because they they lowballed the loss at three billion. First of all, again, billion with a B. How do you walk into the office? If I walk into the office tomorrow and say, "Hey, uh, hey chief, I'm going to lose you three billion dollars." And I don't know what to- Facebook's total revenue is. I know it's a, a different bar scale, but if I say yeah. three billion to anyone short yeah. of the U.S. government in general, I'm getting fired. And then for them to turn and say, "Well, actually, turns out it's going to be a bit closer to five billion. How does that guy still have a job? I, mean, I know he's a negotiator, but at the same, how do you negotiate your job after that one? It's fucking nonsense. I think if someone if someone came into my office and said, "Boss." And some weird hellscape that I would be a boss. Uh, someone <laughs> comes in and says, "Oh, we've lost the company three billion. Oh wait, no, double check the figures. It's five billion. I think I would have no other recourse but to fire that guy on the spot. Just look, you. I'm sorry, bro, but you need to go. Did you hear what you just said? <laughs> yeah. That might, how, what does Facebook have on the U.S. government, and what does it have in its reserves? That five million or five billion isn't that much. Because five billion is a huge dent." To anybody. Yeah, I, I don't think you can immediately just say... Unless you're the mouse. Because they just... Th- that's They well, wipe that, their arse with five billion. That's like a half a... That's like, what, half a Marvel? Yeah, that's... Like, what? Actually, how much did they pay for Marvel? I think that was a billion. Uh, no, they bought... I think Marvel was purchased for little under... 150 million. They didn't pay much for Marvel. Because Marvel was petering out at that point. Hmm. Marvel was kind of on the down... The downward spiral because they were whereas DC had uh, Warner Brothers they've had Warner Brothers backing them up for years so yeah. and it always had that safety net Marvel went solo for quite a while All right. so they just kind of said we're in a bit of shit the movies are tanking our comic books are failing then the mouse just went oh here here's this modest sum it's 180 million so we'll take it but you can guarantee the mouse was prepared to go much higher but these yeah sure so, I'm looking at some numbers right now for Facebook's actual value. Uh, they made $22 billion in profit um, Is that you? from last year. And then apparently another $15 billion in revenues last quarter. So, I don't think that, like... So, that's $15 billion in the last, like, three months. Yeah. The only thing that's really messing with me here is it's really hard to... Like, there's not a good number. Um, so far, the numbers I've got is, like, $623 billion. Uh, but that was after they lost 120 billion to that value, so it should have been about 750, roughly. But here's the thing: the five billion dollar fine that they're going to receive from the FTC. After that, the stock prices of Facebook rose so sharply that they've added 10 billion to the market value in the last few days. Jesus. They so they- actually won't feel that hit. Yeah, they're not going to experience that hit at all. They've released massive amounts of public or private data. And they will never feel a single thing. That's ridiculous. I, I'm just struggling to get my head around it. I'm reading it right now and just being like, you you don't get away with this. I'm sorry, that's not what you can yeah. do. So the FTC were investigating them for what reason? It was the, they were looking into the fact that the Cambridge Analytical, uh, Analytical Company were able to get access to uh, private information and stuff that wasn't public. Right. So, so, I mean, if you went through and just data mined what was there on people's public faces, that's, that's fine. That's just, you know, that's publicly available information. If you're just going through and just pick it like, recording it all and mm. uh, try to trend or try to figure out what the market trends are 
Um, the fact that Facebook let them in to such a degree that you can see private information is what I think they're getting investigated yeah. for. That and their general involvement with, because um, Cambridge Analytica like is a marketing company, so they are involved with like helping like tweak what people see based on algorithms. So they were a lot, a lot of stuff was involved with the uh, the Trump election. So making sure that if you were uh, certain, if you were inclined and interested in certain things, that you would see certain political adverts. So I think they were involved there. So they've yeah. been part of the whole investigation into Trump's election. So, so they, because uh, that's that's a pretty grave, that's a pretty heavy offence. Data mine or looking through sensitive personal information. Yeah, that's pretty heavy to get five billion, which is not a small amount of money. Yeah, to us regular fucking human beings, that yeah. five billion could set us up for life. To Lord Zuck, it's not much. Yeah, to Lord Zuck, that's just. You know, wiping his mouth money, not quite arse wiping money like the mouse would have, but it's not a not a small amount of money, and to not even feel the hit, I genuinely think the FTC might just say, "Okay, we're we're finding you more because you can afford it." <laughs> we just saw that you didn't react to the phrase five billion, so like we just made ten billion. And gonna be seven. <laughs> we just made ten billion in the last five minutes, so we're not going to feel the hit. Turns out, when you threaten us, we only grow stronger. What now? <laughs> <laughs> Facebook is the ultimate virus. <laughs> you threaten the body that is nabbing, it just becomes stronger. I, that's genuinely disturbing. So, uh, moving on to Fucking something terrifying, something less uh, less traumatic. California's big earthquake. I did see some pictures of it. I'm guessing you saw the uh, the, the footage of the pool. The, yeah, the, the pool, pool footage is always good. Shaking, sloshing backwards and forwards. Yeah. And like, that's how powerful this thing is. It's shifting water inside a container that's buried in the ground. Yeah. That's absurd. My favorite photo was um, it was a highway that got cracked, and it it literally just a chunk of the highway just shifted ten feet to the right and then just sat down again. I'm like, what the shit is going on in California? I mean, know they're part of the the Ring of Fire. Yeah, I've been thinking about this, and I'm I'm kind of glad that someone else at work uh, talked to me about this because I I thought it was just me freaking out of the fact that that um the Ring of Fire in the Pacific uh, area. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out how many people were there. Like, I think about 40, 30 to 40% of the planet's population is within striking distance of uh, tsunamis for that area. Like, if, if that goes off, that really yeah. starts to kick off in a big way, 30 to 40% are people are in immediate danger, regardless of whatever happened because of it. And this was just a, a 7.4 on the Richter scale for this uh, area, and apparently that's not the big one. Yeah, when you feel, you'll feel the big one. Reminds me of the uh, the Rob Williams sketch. Yeah. So when you, this isn't the big one. How are you know when the big one is? Oh, when the big one hits, wine country will now be Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the wine country is, but our American fans will be able to think. Wine that. country is California. It's, California. It, wine county is just north of uh, California. Basically, uh, once you get out of the smog clouds produced by LA, you start getting into uh, vineyards that go yeah. a slightly more up north. So. Uh, apparently very nice but also very expensive yeah. because it's uh, it's a retreat for people from LA yeah. who want to just throw cash in it but apparently uh, the big one's been overdue for about 40 years now Yeah, and uh, these things don't tend to last that long so yeah I was we were talking about it as well I said because um, I was like do you not do people not realise how much money California makes apparently it by itself is the 8th largest economy in the world if that place gets smashed into dirt overnight by an earthquake yeah what do people think is going to happen yeah not much <laughs> like, like, like not much is going to whatever was whatever they made it's mm. just going to stop for quite a while yeah well it's not just like the stop in production but 
how do you help? It's also a massive. It's like something like fifty million people. There. Yeah. How do you help if the entirety of England was to just be smashed overnight? Like we, they just woke up in rubble, and no one like knew how it happened. How do you begin to help that many people? Yeah, the, the, there's something that. There's something about being told that you live in God's Etch's sketch because at any moment you can just shake the board and reset the thing. I like my God's Etch sketch. That much just terrified people. I can't take credit for that. That's another Ron Williams show. <laughs> 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 uh, I could never live in California knowing that just at any moment there could be a 7.2 because we don't get earthquakes over here. No. We We're, had one little kind of ooh and everyone freaked out because yeah. oh it destroyed a chimney in Sussex. Who gives the fuck? We just <laughs> Shut <get> up. <laughs> Slow your fucking roll, Sussex. No one gives a shit. We just get horrendously high winds and shit. But yeah, we get Hurricane Bobag one through four. And oh yeah, they started numbering them one through four because we were quite satisfied with the name Hurricane Bobag. Hurricane Bobag, yeah, to the point where even the uh, the newscasters and stuff on BBC Scotland were going. And today, Hurricane Bobag ravaged the the, <laughs> the city of Glasgow. You can you can imagine because it's Jackie Bird or something. I just turned to our, uh, the guy in charge of the teleprompter, just going really. Hurricane Bobag, is we, that what we're going we had with? to put that one in there. Did Gregor not pass the muster on that one? <laughs> <laughs> Hurricane Gregor sounded pretty intimidating to me. Yeah. I I just, uh, I mean, to be fair, we couldn't live in California uh, based on the heat because the yeah, last I, couple of weeks here have been absolutely absurd. I think your tweet sums it up best. It's just, it feels like the entirety of Scotland just left the heating on. That's disgusting. It's ridiculous. I actually don't mind heat like what we've got now. Normally it's kind of, it's a bit much... It's just when it when the air gets stale, when the air stops, that's when I have an issue because yeah. I feel like I'm breathing in the same kind of moisture. I mean, you're talking humidity earlier, yeah, so I'm someone's thinking. afro grow yeah, during the course of the conversation. <laughs> and um, I just in the in the course of walking from the place where I got my lunch to the place where I went to get my hair cut, mm-hmm. some woman was having a conversation, and the opticians across the road for the place where I get my hair cut, and her hair just like, growing in real time. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> but, yeah, I can deal with blue sky proper blue sky heat yeah. deal with that fine because when you've played rugby in 45 degree heat you can acclimatise quickly Yeah, but I hate humidity when it's overcast uh, as your grandparents would probably say claggy yeah. when everything just starts sticking to you every man up and down the country is walking trying to unstick his nuts got that John Wayne walk yeah just trying to unstick himself from himself I fucking hate humidity because it's just it gets it gets uncomfortable. You go through about four or five t-shirts in a day because you're just like, oh, it sweated the shit out of this one. Yeah. Eventually, you just start cutting a bit in a fucking vest or something. Like that. It's uh, it's a I, last night I barely slept because I went to bed, uh, probably later than I should have, and I was like, right, I need to just lie down. And I felt great lying down in bed. It was nice, kind of cool enough to be relaxing. And then I woke up almost drowning in my own pillow from the sheer volume of sweat. Was like, it's ridiculous. Oh, it's disgusting. So I mean. I'm I'm really struggling to get more than like four hours sleep at a time, and even then I just wake up and go, it's not worth it trying to go back nah, to bed. Just get get up and be productive. Now for me, it's more I'll go to bed at about ten, maybe eleven o'clock at night. I will spend between the hours of eleven and three trying to fall asleep because mm. it's just it's too warm. People are snoring. Shut the fuck up. Even the music doesn't help. Then because I lost my earbuds, kind right. of a. Small, think, small child related incident no it wasn't small child it was just the uh, I, I was t- I'm not used to having wired headphones anymore ah right yeah so I was uh, you've joined the 21st century yeah I was I, I mean I always use 
sort of wireless headphones but when i'm sleeping i just i've got the wired pair because I, I hate hearing that beep noise from when i've got low battery oh yeah it just wakes you up like, oh, okay because you'd be in my case i listen to a, a guy called john hopkins there's a lot of kind of electronic uh I don't want to say synthwave because I'm going to sound like a douche, but it's it's, it's a lighter sort of techno music yeah. designed to make you go to sleep. I listen to that when I'm sleeping, and that will kind of lull me into sleep. And you just hear do 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 low battery. <laughs> okay, now I'm up and it's five thirty in the morning. Because the, the thing is that that high pitched beep that's there, it is designed to get your attention <laughs> to, to and it just pierces straight through REM sleep <laughs> to get right oh, into your brain. I guess I'm up now. So yeah. Uh, anyway, I had the wired headphones in. I wait to take the dog out for a walk, and they got caught on the door handle. Right. And I just thought, oh wait, that's not me. That, I mean, that's just the dog's lead or something. So I kept walking, and I just heard this kind of pink. Went back up, and it actually ripped the headphone away from the wire. Holy shit! Because I got caught, and as I just kept walking, I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep walking. Yeah. Went to pull it to get it unstuck, and I realised that's not the dog's lead. Oh, this oh, is. Ugh. So I'm using these like sort of overhead headphones, and I yeah. can't. <laughs> move from side to side so I'm just stuck kind of like a factory robot yeah. sitting with my head leaning against the pillow it's weird that the path of least resistance was to just destroy the headphone yeah I mean I've got plenty <laughs> yeah I just, it just that's weird I think physics is broken that by the way nah we're just going to do it was, it was very early in the morning I'm, I think we're talking this is before summer so I was still at uni so we're talking 6 in the morning Ooh. I was like oh that's right, got to take the dog out that's go. the exact time for something like that to happen to just ruin the rest of your day yeah. like that's like it starts with somebody goes oh how was your day well it starts with me breaking headphones alright so yeah. fuck off <laughs> <laughs> shut up woman get away from me <laughs> and then on the train and then like 40 minutes later I was like I shouldn't have asked I shouldn't have asked yeah. how day was gone <laughs> it was yeah. a mistake I'm pretty sure someone did regret asking me how I was when I got to uni because well someone wouldn't shut up on the train so I told them to be quiet then they started crying it's not my fault a five year old is too chatty <laughs> <laughs> discipline your kids bitch <laughs> exactly rein them in motherfucker uh as soon as the headphones you come how off, very easy it is to get in that mood. Yeah, and it's just it's that one. It's the domino effect. It's one thing just fucks up. I think it's special with music because like people who have headphones on, like myself, I'm a very insular person. When I'm not wanting to be talked to, I'm just gonna I'm gonna zone out. That's how I spend lunch breaks. Is because I spend most of my day talking to people. Yeah, I'll spend time just by myself, headphones on, and I zone out. And if anyone comes into that zone to kind of like talk to me about stuff, because sometimes you get to have your lunch interrupted, that's fine. Don't really bother me. Yeah. But it's always a case of, right, okay, i got to take myself out of the headphone zone. I'm, I'm trademarking that. Headphone zone. Headphone zone. And then you just have to go, okay, and now what? But I would prefer to spend the next 20, 30 minutes just headphones in, just zoned out, not yeah. talking to people. Not Tune in, thinking just about have some lunch, recharge. Yeah. Do you get people not respecting the headphones? I get that constantly. I get people apologising profusely because I have to take off the headphones. I, I really I do. Get, I don't get that. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm sitting there. Uh, again, it happens particularly in uni, which has mm. now started bleeding over into my home life. I'll be sitting there on the computer, uh, just scrolling through job, uh, job listings because money Unemployment is, sucks. Unemployment's a cunt. Uh, just sitting scrolling through. I'll go, oh, okay, I'll like this one. I'll be sitting typing away a cover letter or something. And I'll just hear, every so often, you'll just hear, and then they'll be like, and then what about this? Dominic, I'm lovely. Everyone's like, what? didn't hear what I said, did you? Of course I've not. I've got fucking giant white headphones on. <laughs> well, parents don't count. No, right? this, this is brothers. Oh, brothers. <laughs> if it's a brother, that's an idiot. If it's a parent, parents don't count because parents don't give a shit. Parents yeah. are like, you're listening to music? Yeah, we're doing it in my house. So. Yeah. <laughs> my house, my rules, okay? No headphones. It's like, I, I do the same thing because I, I, I buy big headphones yeah. so it's very obvious. So I can say to people, 
do you not see the headphones? Yeah. Like, Cause with, cause with this is not my fault. Like, you started a conversation, with, and people who have conversations if you leave rooms, fucking Christ, don't yeah. start me on that one. But if I have the big headphones on, you can see I have the big headphones on. Yeah. This is not on me anymore. This is you talking to someone who clearly cannot hear you. Yeah. It's not my you've fault got, anymore. You've got the big noise cancelling fuckers that go over your ear. I don't... They're definitely not noise cancelling. <laughs> uh, I mean, you've still got the bigger ones. I've still got the big... J- yeah. yeah, when I see those, I've had some people uh, try to talk to me while I've got those on across a road because I'm walking one way and somebody was on the other side of the road and we're trying to get my attention I'm like oh you didn't hear me I'm like yes <laughs> the headphones that are bigger than your head yeah. were on my ears <laughs> See, what also because I used to have black earbuds in people would always talk to me when I had those in yeah because I mean you can't really see the cable because I've got a black beard and yeah the hair kind of covers it a bit but then I'll turn you can see the logo the skull candy logo and they'll still keep talking to me yeah like why wouldn't you listen to me you're being very rude I'm like I think the headphones yeah Send a very clear signal that you're just not picking up on. Actually, I've got the, my hear my new and I have buds. Yeah. white, grey, and red headphones. <laughs> and I'm a predominantly black-headed man. Yeah, you can see them predominantly. Yeah. <laughs> and there's very, very little black hair left on my head. But these, these are my earbuds. I'm putting them in right now. You can just see them. Like I deliberately got these because they do stick out a yeah. decent chunk. I out think the you side need that. Just so you can say, motherfucker, like this is there's something clearly wedged in my ear. Like if I had something else in there that wasn't like headphones, you would not be doing this. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, people it, you know. people need to respect the headphone etiquette because if someone's got headphones in, particularly in a library, yeah, don't talk to that person. They're clearly getting in a zone. No talking in the library anyway. Ah, people don't respect that Edinburgh people. You're have, in a library, but I have no respect in Edinburgh. I know they put, fuckers. They put no respect on my name. <laughs> Come to my house, you put some spec on. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the headphone thing baffles the yeah. shit out of me. What were we talking about? I don't know. I went and ran. Oh, we were talking about ranting about the, the heat and the, the sweatiness yeah. and it's been... How we could never live in California and the California earthquakes. What we're yeah. talking about. But the like the, the heat right now, it's I think we're at four weeks now. Yeah, four weeks straight. It's Scotland's starting to kind of twist. Like we're, we're every every day, it's just a little... Yeah. It was at 22 you know you degrees a, you at know, night. Yeah, you know when you leave plastic out in the heat mm. and it slowly warps? Yeah. We're getting to that point in Scotland. Something, Humans are starting to warp. Something's going to break. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I just... And I think when it does yeah. break, we're going to get a thunder and lightning storm like you've never seen before I think we, we're we actually get a, do get some decent lightning storm because this is where this all started was a big high pressure system came in and I got some great like visuals of uh, lightning cracking over along Lithgow yeah. I actually got one uh, exactly behind Cockleroy so it flashes and silhouetted Cockleroy nice. and I just happened I was playing 7 days die again uh, like that's all I do these days <laughs> I just I happen to turn to the life of, oh yeah it's lightning what's going on at the oh that was beautiful anyway back to killing zombies <laughs> <laughs> just click 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 yeah nature's beauty whatever this is. Yeah. <laughs> the policeman's gonna vomit on me I need to fucking shoot him in the head I think that's one of the great things about living in a very heavy sort of countryside area that there's always open spaces that, you, that give you great backdrops to lightning and where I live right across the road from a sort of big wooded area the Kenyan Woods mm. uh, there's just a big massive open field yeah, you always look over to there. You get some great lightning shots. Yeah, I, but we're I, my favorite lightning strike or was um it was during like a stormy night and it was a couple of years ago. Still living here with my parents and uh, walked up the road from Lithgow after a night out and uh, with all parents I'm like oh I'm just gonna walk up it's it's not that bad. It was bad weather. There's a storm coming. I said I'll be fine. I'll I'll make it home the next like forty five minutes. Don't worry about it. Uh, as I hit that it's called Fisher's Bray. And it's just a, a path between Lilithgow and Bonus, and it's a right-of-way, public right-of-way. Walking up there, and all hell breaks loose, like full torrential rain, like we've been having this the last couple of weeks, and then like solid lightning strikes all the way along the kind of ridge 
between uh, Boness and Boness and Lithgow and then all the way along further out to like Blackness and stuff. Gorgeous. Amazing. Like I actually felt like when you there's moments of like I'm in nature right now and I could nature be could also kill me. <laughs> I could be easily fucked in the next thirty seconds, but at the same time, this is magnificent. Yeah. And uh yeah, definitely. It was a very very fun night walking home in an absolute shit show weather. Uh, but then obviously you get home your mum and dad are like, What are you doing? Why are you out in a lightning storm? I'm like uh, gotta walk home gotta walk home I was drunk <laughs> it, was, it was like when we had the the really bad snow I refused to call it its actual name cause I hate fucking buzzwords like that but when we had the really really bad snow a couple of years ago oh the beast for the east yeah that one what's Fuck wrong that. with that I fucking hate that name that's not bad I downplays what was a very serious event oh, oh we, right. we had the beast from the east no people couldn't leave their houses for weeks yeah <laughs> I got two weeks off of uni and I was bored at my god I got sent to the the shop to go and get some milk because apparently non-perishables are a fucking key item during yeah. during snowstorms and I walked all the way out I was bundled up came back and I was drenched they said what happened I said I was out in the snow would you do that and you fuckers asked me to go and get milk <laughs> how did you think I was going to get it just run up the hill and milk a cow what the yeah, fuck just kidnap a cow from one of the many farms that adorn Bones <laughs> just, uh, that was one thing that pissed me off I, I walked through that for fun. That was, again, another situation of, like, I, I put myself into a situation that I really shouldn't have, again, around yeah. Fisher's Bray, because it was, like, up to about five foot of snow. Yeah, I like, got heavy. I was walking through that to my chest and was like, this is stupid. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah, if I was walking through that, I think you'd see shoulders, neck, and head. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a tall man. I think I'm five, six, five, eight. There were There were parts of that that were up to my head. There were parts of that that were about six foot, and I was like, this is ridiculous. I love it. And it, for me, it was just for shits and giggles. I, I knew what I would do to get myself back out of things. But there were certain points I was thinking to myself, yeah, this is this is how people die in snowstorms, because there's uh, apparently there's a feeling of, for experienced mountaineers, that you just want to stop and take a break, and that's what gets you. The exhaustion, the, the hypothermia. And this is me, nowhere near the conditions they are. But at the same time, I'm walking through this thinking, I do feel that little that little voice in my head saying, yeah, I think you just, you know, five minutes, just sit down, you'll be fine, and uh, then we'll get back up and we'll come back at it. And you're like, that is tempting. That is a very powerful silence call. Like, I get it now when mm. people say, oh, like, he was climbing up a mountain, he's been doing this for, like, 30 years, and he just sat down and never got back up again. I'm like, oh, I get that now. Ooh, that's, that is, it's scary. Like, yeah. it's the fact that it's sitting there, and it's so easy, and it's such a soft voice that just says, come on, just, just take a seat. I, I had that going up and down the there's a place uh, a, a street in Bones called the Bog which is just a big steep mm. hill and cause couldn't get cars out we decided to take a walk down uh, down the town uh, sort of main sort of shopping bit in Bones and just walking up that but I was like ah, I could just stop for a couple of seconds and I need to keep going I'll stop when I get home when it's warm and there's soup mm. but uh, I, <laughs> just talking about the, the storm uh from my house all the way down to where the local shop was there was a path that I carved out Yeah. because the first time I did it I thought right this is way too difficult the snow is up to my fucking thigh yeah. it's getting difficult to walk so next time I had to go out to the shop I took a fucking shovel with me right <laughs> a little plastic <laughs> shovel so you just you just see at one point you hit a big dodge of snow and that just there was a path that yeah. I cut out through that I had a good time actually with that one because uh, we still had to work we had stuff we needed to do um, in the lab so I was I was in there and uh, we were we couldn't get staff over from uh, other side of Scotland it was only those were local uh, so I, I was kind of running the show and they just said oh, wait what about the, the fans the aircon units I'm like aircon's running fine I go no 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 at the back where all the heat's displaced I'm like oh shit 
going in the back, it's stacked to the roof, and I had to remove all the snow from around the aircon <laughs> units. And again, like you just take the shovel and you just actually broke the plastic shovel. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, right, there's an easy way to do this, and you basically just kind of carve out the sections, like you take it out in squares. Yeah. So you just box, box, like left in front of where the snow is, and then to the right, and you just lift underneath it. But as I went in and underneath and then just lifted it, the like all the weight of the snow pushed down on the yeah, shovel and it just snapped, snapped it. and just sprayed plastic everywhere. And I'm holding like a, a shattered shovel in my hands, going, "Motherfucker, I will do she. this by hand in a minute." <laughs> See, I was quite lucky. Uh, I have no idea why, but we had a proper military trench digger. Right. No fucking idea why. Don't ask questions. Stuff though. that was like serrated and there was a bottle open and stuff. Why do we have this? And it was one of those things where it was cheap. Yeah, <laughs> there's a little sticker on it. Why the littles have have this equipment? I didn't complain. <laughs> it was next to the bakery. It was half off. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we went and got some croissants, some uh, some baguettes, and one of those delicious cheese twists, and buy a trench trench sticker. Yeah, so that's that's what kind of kept me going through the the beast for the east. I uh, just to change away from just weird weather because it's yeah. I feel like all I'm doing is thinking about the weather every time I go somewhere. I have a conversation, and it immediately starts with like, "Oh, it's hot today." Yeah, no shit. Yeah. It was hot last night as well. Like, it was hot today, hot yesterday. It's going to be hot tomorrow, probably. I yeah. mean, this is going to go on for a little bit. If you don't like it, thank climate change and fuck off. <laughs> Blame yourself. So I uh, just wanted to... Uh, one thing I think we missed from the last couple of episodes was uh, Team Four Star doing uh, the Kai uh, Part 3. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Ooh, I haven't so. watched 2.9 either. 2.9 is a bit iffy. I, I didn't like it. Yeah, I thought 2.9 was just them taking a deliberate stab at the whole Kingdom Hearts thing like let's do episode 2.8 and 2.9 but I never really, I never really watched it because you, you did send me a message saying it's not that great so I thought yeah. I'll give it a miss never most really of it's it. a live action bit about them doing coke while writing the episode I'm like mmm it's a bit meta on the nose so yeah I mean when they did 3 3 is really good it's the the Android Saga right. their Kai Android Saga which is it's really fucking funny um, actually I think you, you told me about uh, you said you, you liked the Eric Andre reference in it uh, the will be right back. Oh, was that episode three? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. That was episode three. All right, cool. Then I have seen it. Yeah, so you have seen it. Um, because you were saying, oh, there's the Eric Andre. I'm like, I don't remember Eric yeah. Andre stuff. It's and the will be right back thing. Yeah, I went and found it. I was like, oh, that's where that's from. Yeah. Like memes become so prolific, you don't know the reference. And you're like, oh wait, that's what that is. All right. So yeah, they they did uh, the up to they did the Android saga to the introduction of uh, Cell and uh, Cell's musical introduction was originally um oh what was it it was originally when they did the main episode they had him uh singing really creepily yeah you're singing the perfect song yeah um no no no, no that's um that's when he introduced him as perfect, hey, cell. perfect cell. but when he actually appears as cell stage one it's something uh it's something really fucking creepy and i'm pretty sure it's uh mr sandman yes yeah, mr sandman because it's him going oh mr sandman sing me a dream <laughs> and you're like god damn it you're way too good at singing creepy voices please stop it <laughs> it, it hurts my brain and uh for this one they have him whistling uh smash mouth all-star which is just funny because he has no lips he can't whistle <laughs> and of all the songs he chooses to sing fucking smash mouth god damn it <laughs> Although a good laugh, um, do you know the do you know a, a mix up of Smash Mouth's All Star with uh, Linkin Park uh, in the end, and it's I, perfect. I did not know that, but that seems peak nineties. It's it's so goddamn good; it should not exist. <laughs> it's you listen, you're like you nailed it, but I don't know why you made it in the first place. <laughs> you nailed it, but why? 
You put too much effort into nothing. <laughs> you you kind of give them the Jeff Goldblum Jurassic Park response. You spent so much time figuring out if you could, you never thought if you should. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to hit him with the, uh, the, Cly- the uh, what's his name? Uh, somebody own. Oh, uh, the, the blonde actor. Fuck, I've totally blanked his name. I'm totally stupid today. The, oh, the fuck. Yeah. Owen, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, yeah. Yeah, though. Wah. Just. Wah. Wah. Wow. <laughs> oh no, it's the preacher. Yeah, it's uh yeah, his his is the Oh the, the preacher wow, just goes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that because we've got that set to go left and right on the pan, somebody just <laughs> said, get on, on the left and right of the ears. So please enjoy this episode with headphones. Yeah. But uh yeah, his 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 introduction is great, but I I do like all the, the the fact that you can take the Dragon Ball Z series, crunch it down into an abridged series, and then take that abridged series and then crunch that down again into like little pellets of I mean it takes a long time to produce but they have said that this will be uh, the first part of Kai 3 so there will be another part which I'm wondering how far they take it so do you take um, the Cell Saga and put that in as its own little Kai or the, or do you take it all the way through the Cell games which I think they would do because they've done up to that point mm. in the main abridged series which is weird to think of that it is its own series but yeah. yeah, I mean, I think when you consider they put out part, th- uh, the final part of uh, the Cell games into, like, three massive episodes in and of themselves. Yeah. I, I kind of think they just... they will, I don't think they'll try and milk it as much as theirs because Kai cuts out a lot of this shit, so I think they'll yeah. try and keep up with that. So I think they just take it to the Cell games, then... Take it all the way through to the end of the Cell games. Yeah. And then start fresh in... I think they said 2020 they're going to start doing the next lot of yeah, the, the Boo Saga. The tournament and the saga and the Boo Saga, yeah, they'll probably go on to that. Yeah. Uh, I can't really... I can't fault them for that choice. Yeah, I can't I can't really say, oh, you're, you're bastards. Yeah. It's a very intense process. Yeah. It takes a lot of time, a lot of manpower. So, yeah, let them take a fucking break. Because yeah. they never, they've never really had a shit episode. Yeah, they've they've been pretty consistent. I mean, the the two point nine. I just don't like it. I'm guarantee you, there's like the, like the dislike ratio is going to be good. That's the garlic junior. Yes. Thing. Yeah, that's why I don't like it because yeah. garlic junior was just like, okay, we get that you want to give Gohan some showtime, but he gets his own thing in the Cell Saga. Yeah. Why give him his own four episode mini arc in between seasons? It's fucking stupid. Yeah, I I don't see. I know that when originally Dragon Ball was conceived, it was going to be that Goku would be the cheat, Goku would be the big hero, and then it would hand off to Gohan. But yeah. then Gohan never really connected with the audience. Yeah. So they kind of like the editors of Shonen Jump were like, "You're going to make it Goku again." Yeah. Or else, or you're not getting more publication because yeah. Goku sells merch. Yeah, Goku sells goddamn, god they uh, moves some goddamn product. I was kind of wanted to see what Toriyama would have done with it though because. Just I'm left always, his own devices? Yeah, left his own devices. I kind of wanted to see what he would have done with Gohan as the main series character, the main protagonist. Because Goku off the board, you've still got Vegeta there. Yeah. Does Vegeta become more of that, right, kid? You're your dad's son, he wanted you to have this. I'm going to help you. So oh, I'm going to so be a pain saying, in your arse. You're saying, like, Goku dies yeah, during. Go- Goku actually stays dead. Yeah, Goku during stays dead. Or maybe after ha- games. So. You maybe have him doing the sort of King Kai things. Is, what are you doing? Like, stand yeah. up get back to the fight type thing like he did in the others in, yeah. at the end of the Cell games but have Gohan actually be the main character yeah We'd, because then that, that makes Vegeta realise that oh well his main his rival's gone do I then step up and try and beat or be better than the kid or do I just do I help spend him? my time beating the shit out of a child <laughs> do, I beat, do I beat the shit out of this 14 year old child or do I 
yeah, in when Gohan's in high school, he's only about fifteen or sixteen or something, yeah. despite being about seven feet tall. Yeah, <laughs> same physiology. But same yeah. physiology just says fuck it. Yeah, because Gohan goes from being tiny to taller than everyone. I mean, same height as Piccolo. Piccolo's about seven foot as well. Piccolo's yeah. a big dude. I don't know. Maybe he's got that. Maybe just Piccolo just went fuck it. Let's make him give him some Namekian. Like make him stupidly tall. Inject no him with Namekian growth hormones. <laughs> I mean, he was three foot a couple of years ago. How what happened to him? Don't know. I never actually thought about that. The fact that he has such a massive growth, like his spinal cord must be. No, that's why he doesn't want to fight anymore. Yeah, like he, he just, is, he's in pain. His back is wet spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting thrown through rocks when he was a kid, but yeah. it's fine because he was so dense he would just fly through things. And yeah, now he's seven feet tall and he's just he rocks around all the time. He shakes. Yeah. He doesn't want to fight. If you want to talk about an anime that's uh, getting some serious hits in the late season. Fairy Tale final season has been a weird run for me, like just watching it as a, a long fan of the show. Um, the animation quality has taken some serious blows to the back of that. Hmm. They've been having an issue where the the show basically is ending on a war arc, where basically there's hundreds of thousands of people involved in fighting. Um, all your main heroes are at peril like all the time, and there's no relenting on the pace of the whole story. And it's it's okay story wise. The only thing is that um, it's going to be a lot. I'm basically watching the manga being played out with voice acting oh. because I haven't seen any of the foot soldiers for the enemy empire moving oh right. barely moving if they are it's actually a reused asset from another part of the show and I'm All like right. oh my god what the fuck it's now at the point where um this is the last 20 I think it would be the last 12 to 20 episodes that we're on uh they've actually they didn't draw background characters it's just a black cut out of a shadow. I'm like, this is how fairy tale ends with this. Yeah. Like that's that's a bad introduction. Like you gave us a new intro. The new intro song looks good. It, all, everybody's still cast the same. It's all great. Right up until I realized that there's three characters who are background characters that somehow still have dialogue, but don't have faces. That's weird. Yeah, that sounds like someone said. Right, you're gonna get to finish this show, but you're gonna have a quarter of the budget, so you're gonna yeah. need to cut some corners. And it's really annoying because um, a lot of people who read the manga don't like how the manga ended. And I was really hoping to maybe make some tweaks to kind of fix things for the anime because hmm. apparently Mishima himself didn't enjoy 100% the ending. He said we'd have wanted to do some a couple of things slightly different hmm. to explain different bits and pieces. I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but at the same time, when you see that is how they're doing the uh, the animation. like I, Sometimes I look at it and say, oh, they're saving the animation for uh, like big fights coming up later in the season. I'm hmm. like, there's 12 episodes left like this is all cards on the table time yeah and they've, they've actually they've pulled out some good ones um i was quite a big fan of uh sting versus uh i'm not gonna actually say who it is uh or i don't say his phone name but uh one it's arcade is one of the guys he's one of the the the, the final bosses mm. of the, the show basically and uh, to have sting come in as like he's gonna get the fight i was expecting sting to lose or get beaten up and somebody's gonna have to come in and save him but to get to see sting holding his own is actually a lot of fun Especially when the uh, the English voice is uh, Michael Jones from Achievement Hunter. Oh right, yeah, he uh, he joined Fairy Tale ages back. He's been a big fan of the show oh. uh, from when it started. Barbara Duncanman's in there as well. Isn't she's actually in the main Fairy Tale show? She's not in the main cast, but she is a character. She pops up for a couple oh. episodes as uh, a villain. You know, oh, right. oh, that's cool. It's like your little rusty cameos and stuff in different places. But yeah, I they, suppose they are in Texas. Funimation's in Texas. Yeah, uh, they are Houston. No, they're not Houston. I can't remember where they are. I think it might be around the Houston area, but they've um, they've made cameos there, and it's uh, it's it's quite fun to hear them in there. But 
to have the uh, the short ending on quite a kind of damp squib. I'm like, ah, man, this, uh, this kind of sucks. Makes me want to go read the manga, but at the same time, it's kind of hard to find the manga legally. Um, you can find it very easily if you want to go to some dodgy websites, but I don't trust my uh, PC's you know, antivirus that much. The Windows 10 and 8 antivirus is not the best, kids. Yeah, I'd, I'd g- maybe get yourself some Avast or something like that, but yeah. e- even at that, it's not going to stop shady websites giving yeah. you shit through illegal manga. Plus, I think that's kind of how quite a few shows are going to go nowadays. I think the payoff is never really going to be mm-hmm. as 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 good as it is as you built it up in your head. I think people are just going to say, oh, this could happen, that could happen, it's just going to run wild. So when it comes to the actual payoff for the show, you're just thinking, oh, I could have done that, but yeah. oh, I would have done it this way. But ultimately, you just got to respect their choice. Yeah, the coulda, woulda, shouldas will ultimately ruin every show you can think of. And uh, i got to say, if the, you're the guy writing My Hero Academia, you must be shitting yourself right now. Because you've just watched, you, you probably saw uh, Naruto end. You probably saw Bleach get basically fucking canned halfway through. Yeah, Bleach was, <laughs> Bleach was a weird show. Dragon Ball ended kind of, I mean, if Z had ended two episodes short, I think it would have been great. Yeah, um, but then again, Z gave us the first look at Pan with the last couple of episodes. But that's true. I would Pan would have been. I would have taken Pan because she actually became a character in yeah. Super, which don't, which don't even fucking compare them to GT. GT was a blemish. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, that thing. And then there was no. Uh, what are you talking about? Exactly. Exactly. I didn't happen. remember. It didn't and then there was uh, what's his name? Oob. Oob. Oob was okay. Oob was unnecessary. Oob was a nice little character thrown at the end to be like, oh, look, uh, like there's some redemption. If you if you're a horrible person, even if you're an absolute monster, there's a chance you can be redeemed. You may need to die and be reincarnated as a child in Africa, but you may be redeemed. Yeah, it's um, it was it was a bit weird because they just introduced these two new characters and you thought, right, is Dragon Ball GT? Uh, what is Dragon Ball GT? Is it going to be a thing, or what's the next thing after Dragon Ball Z? Is what most people thought. Yeah. I thought, well, it's, it's Goku trading up the next generation, and that that could be pretty cool. But I don't want to see that. It's kind of want to think that's what Goku's do. Then when GT came along, you're just thinking. Okay, this is what we're doing. Goku's a kid again. What could you not get Sean Shamel? <laughs> Did Sean Shamel just go, nah, no, I don't want to do it. Yeah, this, Toriyama-san hasn't got his pen mark on this. I don't want fucking anything to do with it. But now it's kind of being canonized. What is? Uh, Dragon Ball GT. No, it's, it's out. It's long gone. No, the, the manga. Is oh, the getting, manga. They're doing the manga again. I, I don't know if it's official, but someone who worked on Super is continuing the manga. Okay. I... I just keep know. going with Super. Just yeah, let it run. Just get, if, if you've got... Have GT be an alternate universe, that's fine. Nobody yeah, gives it. Have that be a, an, an Avengers. He made the wish. He didn't make the wish. Bullshit. Yeah. He he became a child and now you've got the child timeline. Zelda this shit. Yeah. I uh, I actually saw that the, the dub for that is... Or the dub for Super is getting kind of close to the end. Because yeah, they're saw... getting to the... The final episodes of the... I'm going to butcher this. Is it the Universal Tournament arc? Yes. Yeah. And they have, they're getting very close to having Goku go full Ultra Instinct, or as they call it in English dub, Autonomous Ultra Instinct. Oh no. But I think they're taking the direct translation from the Japanese. Oh right, so, so it's just a different translation. Yeah, there. It oh. still means Ultra Instinct, but they yeah. keep calling it Autonomous Ultra Instinct. But it doesn't really sound as cool. Yeah. The, um, I actually just saw that it was uh, Caitlin Glass, who's the voice for uh, Vados, which is uh, the other universe version of uh, Whis. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. the female version of Beast, the one that runs around with Champa. Uh, she just did her last uh, voice, or she just did her last lines, and she's right. so fucking good in that role. 
Yeah, she's good. Vados, her voice actress, is really good. I hate the voice actor that they got for Shampa. Right. He sounds like at any point he's just going to throw a big massive strop. I don't like him. He sounds way too whiny. Uh, that's the whole point of the character. When it fits I with Shampa, though, voice. yeah. yeah. I, just, I like her. Uh, a friend introduced me to uh, the Oran High School Host Club. That is um, absolutely hilarious. Like, slice of life anime. Ridiculous rom-com type thing. But at the same time, great voice, ca- uh, voice cast. It's nonsense. Caitlin Glass is the main voice for that, and I saw that it was her. I was like, "Oh, that makes a lot of sense." Because once you start playing the Funimation game, where you try and tag where different artists have done different jobs, hmm. you just start going ping, 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 and you realize you connect all the dots through their career, and you think, oh, "Okay, that makes a lot of sense now." Right, got it. So you see, hearing her as uh, Vados actually reminds me a lot of other roles she's done, and I'm like, "She, he was the perfect casting choice for that." Hmm. I uh, also just. I've finished Neon Genesis of Wingillian. Okay. This is what I was actually hoping you were going to bring it on to, because you said you were struggling or you just hadn't found the time to get, the, get to the last couple of episodes. I finished it this morning um, and then walked up to do the podcast. And this, uh, I'm, I'm still pretty much in the same place as where I was um, last episode that we did when we talked about this. Hmm. And it's, uh, again, it's still really hard to grade it on the curve of modern anime. If I watch it now... There's parts of it I really don't enjoy. And I want to talk about the last two episodes, but I'll leave that to the side for now. One of the episodes, though, um, for me, it was it's called Tears, because that's what Netflix had it listed under. For uh, the show, I think it's uh, Rhea 3. So I'm trying to remember what the actual name of it is. Um, but it's one of the characters... Uh, it's a big revelation about one of the characters, but the, the, actual sh- the episode itself is fantastic. Mm. It's the best part of the series so far, and it's just all about sacrifice self and all that and it, it nails what should be one of the hardest parts of the show um and i think it should that's like episode 23 and in episode 24 mm. um you have the last fight between um well, i can't remember shinji and the uh, one of the the aliens yeah. or one of the the angels and i think that's where it should have ended but for some fucking reason there's the last two episodes that get tagged on at the end and it is honestly the most artistic, wanky bullshit I've ever seen. Yeah. I've heard that the, the end of uh, Evangelion is a bit weird and some people really struggle to kind of put it in there and it doesn't quite fit with certain things. I'd just cut the thing out. It's just so unnecessary. It's about 40 minutes of Shinji actually sitting down to psychologically evaluate himself. And he's stuck. Yeah, because that's what all anime fans want when they're sitting down to watch a mecha anime. Someone who trying to find out who he really is. Yeah. If you if you figure if you end it at twenty four, you could still have the realization that Shinji has reflected on who he is. The fact that he is a pathological people pleaser hmm. to the point where he's willing to almost die in a mecha suit every day, goddamn week, to fight off an alien monster. And you could have that and say that by his actions at the end of episode twenty four he has overcome part of that but he understands who he is and he can move forward from there hmm. the ending the last two episodes is just f- like weird fragments including like title card flashes of like kanji on the screen and then like the translation for me because that part of it's uh, subtitled even though yeah. i'm watching the dub why not just go in and just put the words in english i don't know yeah. it doesn't make a lot of sense but it's thematic they they, they did it it's, it's authentic it's art. um but they they have uh um, like these flash-ups of these questions that keep getting asked by something and you don't know what it is 
and people toss around ideas of what it is. I think it's part of uh, like the the programming that's been done through the Evas and what they're trying to like what the real goal of uh, the the Eva progress progress was based on Shinji's dad. Um, I think this was one of his end games was to have the the people in the suits or the the pilots reflect and focus on themselves to figure out what they really are and how to you know be the best soldiers they could be. Yeah. I think that's all part of it. But um, they they keep flashing up these questions and it's the same thing of why do you pilot an Eva? Why do you step in? Why do you why do you sacrifice yourself or put yourself at risk? Is it for others? And for some of them, it's it's for others. Some of them, but nobody really does it for others. There's always a selfish need because yeah. Shinji likes it when somebody says nice things about him. So Shinji yeah, he likes being complimented. Shinji puts himself at risk to get the compliments because that's the only time his dad ever gives a shit about him. Um, As- Asuka does it because she never really her her mum went insane and uh, paid attention to a doll, and Asuka always wanted to be you know she wanted to be the doll. She wanted to be a child in her mother's arms. But she never got that because her mum was mentally ill and hanged herself. Um, and she is just trying to make up, like, she wants to prove that she doesn't need her mum, but ultimately she actually does. She, she has so many regrets yeah. about her mum dying that, yeah, she kind of deep down does need her mum. And there's a whole lot of, like, all these different issues going through these guys. And it's, like, always, like, a second of animation, a flash of something, second of animation, and something else. And it's just this weird, artsy, like, thing that's going on for, like, two episodes of the show. And again, it was, like, 40 minutes of just this over-analysis of different characters that have been in the show. It sounds like he's had... Because Hideki Arno does a lot of reflection yeah, and this stuff. I mean, the only things I can really compare it to are the Evangelion movies and in, uh, Shin Godzilla. Yeah. At the end of it, there is... At the end of Shin Godzilla, there is a f- three or four minute scene of the main character looking over at Godzilla's frozen body, just reflecting on it. Should we really have done that? Should we have just let nature run its course? And just thinking... I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to inject a little bit of, yeah, a little bit of the the human questions that anyone would ask. Just thinking, did we do the right thing? What's going to happen next? Yada yada yada. But at the same time, it's a giant monster movie, or in Evangelion's case, it's a mecha anime. It's basically a giant monster movie. Yeah, I mean, no one really, your average anime fan isn't going to think about the the mental status of the pilot. Mm. I mean, it's cool that you've got it in there. It's another facet of the show that people can possibly get into. But at the same time, I think, ultimately, most people are just going to go, I didn't really need that. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen maybe a final confrontation between Shinji and his dad. Just do a war of words, a proper logical battle between Shinji and his dad. Try and break down barriers that way instead of just having this, yeah. like you said, second of animation, then just flashing questions or kanji or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. I There's, there's an idea I want to get to later on about why the show is the way it is. And it's related to stuff that happened in the last couple of episodes. But the the ending of it is so strange in that as the as all the characters are going through the psychological evaluations, it's reflecting on the idea that one of the, the purposes behind Eva was to build to the point where it's it's human actualization. The idea that all humans would share a kind of consciousness to become better people. And eventually, would basically because this uh, this the show is obsessed with gods and becoming gods and what it means to be a god. Um, there's a lot of talk about uh, the idea of sharing it as one kind of collective mind. So I do you'd be like hooked up to a hive mind, yeah. and that hive mind of human minds would be a god. There's a lot of that kind of laced in the show. I was thinking about this and um, having them all have like it's not just Shinji going through this kind of uh, reflective kind of psychological torture. It's uh, Asuka, it's Ray, 
I think it's Ray. I think uh, Ray because the, the the episode that I was on yeah. with Tears is Ray three. Um, yeah, she that kind of confused me because I thought it was just one person, but then someone pointed out to me, yeah, that's a clone or something. I didn't want to spoil it for people watching, but yeah, Ray is a clone. Yeah. There's the original Ray. She uh, she dies. She's uh, murdered in the base uh, for the where the Avas are held, and then they start cloning her. Yeah. And they can go back and clone her as many times as possible. And the coolest scene in Tears is when they find the vat of uh, like matured Ray bodies. They're just bodies, and they say there's no souls in these things. They're waiting to be used to be the next Ray. And then uh, one of the characters annihilates all of them. And they dissolve, and you see it happen. And it's the, the tank is filled with orange liquid. The rays are made out of like purple material, mm. or they look purple. They look yeah. like ray, but from the distance, they look purple. Um, and it's like a silhouetted shot of uh, one of the characters holding another one at gunpoint. And then uh, she goes, I want to end all this. And she just pushes the button, and all the rays start to dissolve. And it's creepy as fuck. Shinji watches all of it as well. Yeah. Shinji just kind of stuck there as like collateral damage. <laughs> like, I'm watching hundreds of my friends die simultaneously, just melting into nothingness. Yeah. Like, I understand why Shinji might be a bit of a fucked up character. Yeah, Shinji, he's got his, his he grows on you a little bit more. Like, I, I did say he's a whiny little bitch, and he still is a whiny little bitch. Um, he has uh, an entire episode. I think it's episode twenty. I think maybe episode twenty four. Yeah, because after Tears, they introduce a new character. And this is something else I want to talk about was um, there was translation issues with uh, changing over from the original version to the Netflix version, and they retranslated all of it and chose one line to kind of change a little bit. And this was a big issue with uh, LGBT anime fans because they wanted some representation. And one of the characters is not really that sexual. Mm-hmm. But he is he does seem to strike up a, a friendship or a relationship that could be implied to be a little bit gay with Shinji. Mm. Shinji goes all in on this and like he's blushing. And you're like, oh, okay, so Shinji's kind of gay character's gay questioning or whatever, he's maybe bi curious or whatever. Mm. Okay, that's cool. But for some reason they focus on the idea that the other character is gay. And like that character was introduced ten minutes ago. I'm not joking, he's there for one episode. Yeah. And I was waiting on this, I was talking to another friend about it. I was like if this is the gay character that represents the gay people in Evangelion, he needs to show up now. Because I this was when I had like five episodes left to go. I'm like, I'm waiting for this gay character. When is, when does the gay guy show up? I'm waiting for this guy because apparently he's such a big influence on anime going forward. But I think it's just I'm looking at it now when there have been multiple very straight faced relationships. Uh, well, I say straight faced, bad pun, my bad. Um, they've been very honest gay characters on screen. Like uh, with Euro and Ice, it's about gay relationship hmm. through ice dancing, and then there's Banana Fish where there's homoeroticism like all over the fucking place. I actually haven't seen the show yet, so I don't know if they're actually gay, but people say, oh yeah, it gets pretty goddamn gay sometimes. But apparently, it's not a gay relationship; it's just a bit homo romantic, I guess. I don't know, some nonsense Tumblr yeah. stuff made up. Yeah, Tumblr will tell you. But uh, the this if this character was the only gay representation in anime for the last twenty years. I'd understand why it was such an important character. But see, looking at it now, that is the most weak-ass gay character I've ever seen. That is not a character. He's there for 20 minutes, and he's dead by the end of it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> he's not some interesting character that's been uh, like thoroughly developed. He's literally there, and you're pretty sure you know he's a bad guy from the get-go. Because yeah. it turns out he is, and Shinji ends up having to kill him. It's not like a great explanation or a great way of like uh, it's not like you could explain 
a gay relationship through this anime, through this one character yeah. who's alive for 20 minutes and dies at the end because Shinji pops on like a fucking toothpaste. <laughs> also sounds like this guy was just trying to fucking honeypot Shinji. He was just thinking, yeah. all right, I'm going to get close. If he was a villain and dies in the end, it kind of yeah. makes you think, maybe he wasn't gay, he was just trying to get close to Shinji who's maybe a bit fucked up and that could work on him. Yeah, I, I honestly... I mean, not that that sounds fucking horrible, but not that I'm saying gay people are fucked up, but maybe Shinji's that messed up, maybe he can kind of prey on that weakness, make him think, oh, all these all these other people turn their back on you? I like you, you're cool. No, it, it definitely comes across that way and it's because it happens, the episode, we don't know that Ray's alive at this point hmm. because we don't know she's been recloned um, just before everything went down and destroyed all the, the copies. I think... Um, that was the intention was that especially when you consider that you know shinji at this point is like three seconds away from just saying fuck it and throwing himself in front of a train yeah um he is looking for anyone to latch onto and there's a guy there who offers to be a good pal help yeah, he's out. Got that peter parker syndrome it's literally yeah it's i i've lost everyone i love i can't find asuka um i my parents are gone my dad doesn't give a shit about me i have lost everything i'm at my lowest point what can i do who can help me what, what, who do I turn to? Oh, this friendly guy just showed up. Yeah, I'll just like kind of glom onto him and see where it takes me. And yeah, it's a bit romantic. You can get the feeling from watching it that yeah, Shinji might be interested in this guy in more than just a friendly way. But at the same time, that's the best representation of gay people in yeah. the show. And you get, throw up an absolute shit fit when Netflix changed the subtitle from "I love you" to "I like you." Come on, guys, yeah. a little harder than this. We got to try a little better. I mean, ultimately, I think it goes back to what it comes down to when the show came out. Yeah. We're talking early 90s, maybe late 80s. Early 90s. Yeah. yeah. I, I saying, like, I'm grading it on the curve of stuff yeah. I've seen now. I imagine when that was fresh out of the box, there would be almost no representation of gay people yeah. in anime, and it would have a bigger impact. Yeah. But, guys, come on, it's 2019. We've got better. Yeah. We can, We don't need this anymore. This I don't think weird we... anime from the early 90s doesn't isn't your sole representation anymore you have tons of them you got gay superheroes yeah. fucking you, Wonder Woman's gay yeah but if you were exclusively watching anime and there was nothing else and this was the only thing yeah. you had for 20 years like, I could see you being a bit frustrated but I, honestly it didn't really bother me that much although I think the, the English line of or the English version of the line like the, the dubbed old version was uh, something like you're worthy of my grace and I'm like that's weird uh, but it, yeah. it does allude to the fact that he's an angel in the show so I'm like hmm okay that was a little bit on nose but if that's your translation yeah. for I like you it's a little weird but it, it suits his character that he's so weird and off and aloof yeah. it does kind of wait I thought angels were giant monster things can they become humans they can morph a little bit alright yeah because yeah. okay, at one point sense. one's literally just a beam of light and I'm like okay how the fuck do you fight a beam of light turns out you blow up yourself okay that's how Ray dies <laughs> that makes sense it's, I'll yeah. destroy this light by blowing up technically adding heat and energy and making more light that could technically I'm fucking I'm trying to analyze this way it, too it, much it's a light beam that flies through like he, she gets stabbed by it she gets stabbed by light it sticks halfway through her and then like goes to go for her face and then she grabs it but then it worms its way through the armor into the angel uh, and then into her I don't know exactly how that works I think they just went it's a cool tentacle monster but it's just one big tentacle <laughs> <laughs> that was the only solution they had that we, was, made, we made a technical monster and I'm sticking with it guys we have a technical monster and lunch in 5 minutes are we all happy with the technical monster <laughs> can it be made out of light yeah sure fuck it sure. who's that guy give him a raise <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds good to me order a pizza the fucking revolutionary I'll have pizza <laughs> uh, but yeah the, the last thing I want to talk about was 
where I think the show, like why I think the show is the way it is, and I think it's the main thing we look at. It, we go, oh, it's a mecha anime, and I think that's the point. I think we're supposed to look at this and see a mecha anime and be tricked into watching something that's a little bit deeper than it should be, hmm. based on the surface level of oh, it's just people in mechs punching each other and punching weird alien monsters. I think it's supposed to be there as a kind of lure to guide you into a deeper conversation about yourself, self-actualization, depression, and issues with mental health. Hmm. And I think that's why it's there. And that's why one of the most important lines for me at the end of it is Asuka, who's always yelling at Sunji, calling him an idiot. And I don't know if it's... I don't think it's a real Asuka. I think it's a part of... It's a memory of Asuka or an interpretation of Asuka by whatever is conducting the actualization at the end of uh, the the show mm-hmm. taking what um shinji would expect asuka to say when he realizes that he doesn't have to give a shit about what people think about him because that's his problem is that he he wants to be loved so badly because of abandonment issues yeah that he will do anything to help anyone and then when he says i don't have to care about what other people think of me asuka says you're just figuring that out. Real motherfucker, really? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the point of the show. I think it is to trick, because it's we look at it, and we, it looks like a shonen anime. Hmm. I think it's designed to trick young guys into watching it, because it's cool mecha fights. Yeah. And then towards the end, be guided through this weird journey about realising that you don't have to worry about what other people think of you, you have to just focus on yourself, make yourself happy, uh, to overcome kind of depression because it's a hard subject for especially back I mean, we have more conversation about it now than ever mm. but you wouldn't have had this say in the 80s and 90s why it belongs in a certain time period is because it, it forces you to have that conversation think about what you because it is just forcing you to just stop and think about yourself yeah i think that's the point of the show and that's why i think those last two episodes are there just in case you weren't quite picking up on all the little hints going through yeah, the show. All the, all the subtle subtexts. Uh, that Shinji's obsession with making his dad love him has put him into through hell and back. Um, and, you know, if you were wondering where the show was going to end, it was just 20 or it was about 40 minutes of Shinji being forced to just think about what he's done in the name of getting his father's love. Hmm. Where it gets weird, though, is at the end, everyone literally stands around clapping for him. As soon as he says the phrase, as soon as he just comes to the final conclusion of, Oh, I can just be myself. I can. I don't have to worry about anyone else. He stands up from a chair he's been sitting on for the last forty minutes of the anime, and then the world disappears to show him standing on, or the the kind of white of the world disappears and shows him standing on top of a miniature version of the globe, with all the cast members just standing around clapping him, like weird robot clapping in front of him. It's just this all the way through the last like sixty seconds of the show, including a penguin. And I'm all saying, because uh, the penguin shows a backup at the end, apparently he was a major character. Okay. I still have no idea how, but he apparently nah, was I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I keep trying to think about it, but I'm like, you don't fit in the show anywhere. Stop it. <laughs> Stop showing up a pe- goddamn penguin. Um, but yeah, it's just him at the end of the end of the world, uh, realising he can just be himself, and it's not focusing on others that will make him happy. Mm. And everyone's standing around saying, oh, congratulations, like, you finally figured it out. And then just saying, goodbye, mom, goodbye, dad. And then the like subtitles at the end, like Kanji at the end says, uh, "Goodbye, mother," um, or like "I'm sorry, mother," and "Goodbye, father," and that's how the show ends. So I'll maybe come back for the next episode, having seen the movies, hmm. not just not the like summary movies, but like End of Evangelion and Death of Evangelion. Yeah, 
and see if that wraps up any better but the actual yeah, show itself like yeah. holy fuck what were you doing end of evangelion and death of evangelion were arnold coming back saying i didn't like how i ended the mm. end of the show i can see why we want to come back and revisit that because that just seems like such a strange ending i don't think anybody would be satisfied with that because i get you've got the you've got the emotional payoff of him realizing oh i don't need to be this person anymore i can let shit go and i think nowadays that is a very important message yeah just let shit go don't be afraid to talk about things it's, it's got a viable message but ultimately i think back then and even now people are thinking this isn't the intent anime that i would want to see yeah because i'm guessing they don't really wrap up the angel threat they don't wrap up how the no the, the eva units coming to play cause there's a whole other shadow organization that they barely even touch yeah they leave all of that lying at the end and just say well shouldn't you dealt with his stuff i think that's i know that uh, based on the description that they'll be having conflicts with hmm. the shadow organization but i just i just want to read my tweet you could seriously play the last two episodes of evangelion at a hipster film festival and clean out the awards that shit is absolute nonsense and it is it's just it's bombardment of psychological images you could seriously just play a hipster film festival yeah, you could take that shit out. to the to Cannes or whatever, <laughs> Sundance and get all the fucking awards. You just have to make sure nobody in the room has ever seen any anime before. Because yeah. the minute like, someone oh, puts their hand up and says, this is just Evangelion, you get them out of there. Yeah, you just... <laughs> get that guy. <laughs> I'm trying to win things here. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the main episodes of the show actually have the show in action. Like, I think it's to do with the fact that you can learn enough about the characters to learn the lesson of Evangelion by seeing the characters in action. You don't need that last 40 minutes of just nonsense. That it's just it's it's almost too on the nose. It's like if you if you got the metaphor already, hmm. you'll be stuck there saying, I don't know why I'm watching this. I don't know why yeah. I'm sitting there watching Shinji basically just shit himself on a stool for like forty minutes. That, see that yeah, that doesn't really make sense to me. If you're saying that you picked up on that throughout the show, yeah. ultimately the past ep- the last two episodes are just gonna be worthless or even just a recap or, or almost a beating over the head with what you've already figured out yeah it's, it's just beating you about the head i think that's the best way to put it yeah. so i'm hoping that the movies uh help wrap things up a bit better finish off the story and give me more conclusion than I, th- I just the lack of the characters in action i just that's what bothered me i think about the last couple episodes of the the anime hmm. but yeah i mean again from the start i've been saying i can see why this is a classic because it's it's earned its place in history, yeah. but at the same time, how does it stand up to 2019 anime roster? Not well. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. We got we got, we got a show called Fire Force. It's got wizards that put out fires, but also use fire. I have no idea what the fuck's going on, but... Wait, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they put out fires with fire. I have no idea what's going on, but I saw a guy flying, like, turbojetting himself, Iron Man style, with fire coming out of his hands while wearing a fireman's hat. Okay. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I'm kind of digging it. <laughs> but as I say, anime has gone so far out there and explored so much in the time since there. Uh, since Evangelion came out, it's going to be hard to go back and watch it for a lot yeah. of uh, younger fans, especially with the seasonal anime releases. You're going to have to take the time out and watch two shows worth of content and then stop and have a think about it. In a, in a time where the, the flow of anime, if you're trying to keep up with it, it's like you know trying to swim up a like, sewage pipe the non-stop flow of stuff coming at you yeah. will push you back out every single time i think you get with that you get newer smarter anime every year because evangelion was was smart and still is smart mm. because it makes you think it's not just your traditional mecha anime it has all the trappings of a, a shonen yeah. anime 
but there's ultimately other things in there that make it so much more than that but i think there's other shows that do that better yeah so i don't really think for new anime fans yeah evangelion's gonna have that much of a draw outside of the just outside of just oh there's a show evangelion that a lot of people have told me to watch i think i'm gonna go and watch it but if you're a fan of evangelion obviously you'll have that to go back to and you'll have finally have it in an easily obtainable form for you through your netflix subscription i just don't really think that evangelion has the staying power that it used to i don't think it's i don't think it's as necessary as it used to be but i do think it definitely deserves the the tip of the hat for being the first one through the door like 20 years ago to make an anime about mental health while also showing you know people kicking each other in giant robots yeah yeah until then i mean we could just watch iron-blooded orphans again yeah we could yeah you could that actually sounds like a really good idea yeah iron-blooded orphans (laughs) a fucking great show but uh I don't know how I'm going to segue from this, so I'm just going to put a pin on that. And I wanted to ask you about the new Bond film. I wanted to ask you about the new female 007. Can I ask you, did you read the full article? I did read the full article. Good, because everyone who read that title... Has been eating their own arsehole. Clickbaited to fuck. Yeah, James Bond can't be a fucking woman. Oh, James Bond's not going to be a woman. A vagina on my James Bond, not in my lifetime. What's next? (laughs) A female doctor? Wait, that already happened. (laughs) (laughs) It still happens. Females get doctorates every day, dog. Uh, No, a lot of people that I spoke to, because I like to talk about films with people on a regular basis. We fucking built a podcast around talking about films and shit. Uh, A friend of mine messaged me saying, dude, have you seen this? 007's going to be a woman. I mean, yeah, but James Bond's still in the movie. Did you read the fucking article? <laughs> I've said that so many times to people this week. Just, did you read the article? Oh, right. So James Bond's still going to be James Bond. Yeah. Someone else is going to be 007. Yeah. He might become 007 again by the end of it. It's, it's almost like, unlikely, but it's it could like happen. 007 is a rank that you <laughs> can pass to people. It's almost like it's a code name exactly. in a spy agency. It's like a job. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, oh, it's a black woman as well how dare they how dare they what they're, they're, they're doing something new James Bond is still in the show yeah. he's still going to be in the movie and the whole point of the new double the whole purpose of the new 007 is to pull him out of retirement for a job yeah so that, like I said that, the article I read was the exact same it's uh, this character this person will be introduced as 007 and it's going to be a popcorn drop moment for people on the mic first of all how stupid do you think people are yeah that if we, wait Bond's a black woman, what? And just boom, there'll be like a head explosion of just like idiots just not understanding yeah. like the idea that 007 is a rank and she is not James Bond. Yeah. She's someone else who is 007. Yeah. It was like when people got really annoyed at the end of Endgame when, uh, spoilers, uh, Steve Rogers passes off the shield to Sam Wilson instead of. Bucky. Aye, haircut Bucky. <laughs> they cut the wig, man. It's just so bad. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, that's fucking bullshit. They've got so much more chemistry with Bucky. Bucky should be Captain America. Like Bucky's whole thing about Bucky's whole character arc is that he doesn't think he's worthy of all the praise that he's getting off these people. He's done some horrible shit. Yeah. He doesn't think he's he's uh, ready to lift up the shield. Sam Wilson has been pulling his fucking weight. Yeah. He tracked down Bucky. He did quite... He brought everybody back from the... He, he was basically guiding yeah. people during the battle he is He'd, flying in a wingsuit doing bombing runs on demons from other dimensions exactly he is worthy of the shields I'm sorry exactly. shut the fuck Calm up the fuck down <laughs> I uh I yeah I I read this the article and just I cannot believe that there are people who fell for that clickbait and it, yeah. I think it really highlights how dangerous clickbait can be exactly it's it, it's very 
some people out there it's very are just much. not smart. No, it's it's very much out there because people still use clickbait. And one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, Phil DeFranco, a while ago, I think he's kind of dumbed it down now. He's taken away. He stopped. He uses certain phrases that yeah. are used by clickbait people. He's not as bad. He's definitely as bad as he used to be. Yeah, but his his whole thing was clickbait kind of needs to happen because you want to get views. Yeah, you want to you want to lure people and you want to bait them in, and it's, it's kind of something that his thumbnail art's technically better because he's not using like bikini models. Yeah. Right? But he is doing a lot more of like the surprise phase. Oh my god, you won't believe what happened to this person. Yeah. I just, I wish it would stop for someone like him who is trying to be a bit more of a serious journalist. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to see it. Oh, in the case of the Franco, we're going to see it just completely disappear in a couple of, a couple of months, maybe a year. Yeah, because it's just, it's not a good look. If you're tricking people into reading your articles, it just lowers your reputation. Just on the subject of clickbait, when they change a character's gender, yeah, or anything like that, which is something. I know I'm going to get a shit ton of flack for saying this, but it's something I wish they would do less. Right. Because to me, it shows so much... So much of a lack of uh, creativity in writing. Just think, okay, um, Captain America, Steve Rogers is now a woman because we need to revolutionise the character. No, just make a new Captain America. Make her female. That's all you have to do. I mean, you, you had Peggy you Carter. A, yeah, you could have a new superhero. Yeah. Um, you could also... like If you've got a good reason, like, I want to have Captain America be a woman for this reason, but okay you got a good reason let's go with it let's run with it yeah, just go with it. make it don't make Steve Rogers a woman for for no apparent reason because yeah. you've got you've got gender fluid characters like the Doctor yeah the, from Doctor Who I, say, like, I wish I remember where the Doctor came from in like Marvel movies I'm like who, who who's, who's the Doctor in Marvel <laughs> no it, the Doctor from Doctor Who yeah currently she can change her gender because that's part of the the timeline physiology uh, Thor because uh, in the current comic books, comic books canon, that was a hard sentence to say right now. Uh, Jane Foster picked up uh, picked up Mjolnir. She's currently Thor, right? But that's all changed because the Odin son is now worthy again. So I don't know how that puts her as or leaves her powers wise. But she was Thor for a while, right? And it wasn't a case of oh well, uh, Thor Odin son is now a woman. No, Thor is still there because Thor's powers can yeah. be transferred. Thor, Thor the Odin son is still Thor the Odin son yeah. he's just not worthy of the hammer yeah. but because Jane Foster can pick up the hammer that means we now have Jane Foster as Thor yeah. but you're not getting female Thor you're getting Jane Foster the established character as Thor yeah which in itself is an interesting character yeah. and it's fine I'm just I just don't like it when they it's like when a different uh, character picks up the mantle of being Batman like yeah. you have Bruce Wayne's Batman then you have uh, Dick Grayson Dick Grayson you have Tim Drake everybody's had a shot of being Batman yeah. but there are certain characters but a lot of people are saying oh why isn't a what was her name Barbara Gordon why has she never been Batman I went because there are several lengthy comic book <laughs> arcs of her saying why she would never want to be the Batman yeah. Dick Grayson doesn't want to be no one wants to be the Batman that's the whole curse of yeah. Bruce Wayne but then you've got people are saying uh, characters like uh, Batwoman are what's the word uh, transphobic right. how is it transphobic their old stance was because no one wants to see Bruce Wayne become a woman. They give us a character like Batwoman to kind of satiate those people. And you got to say, no, that character was made in the 50s when people just didn't want to talk about that type of thing. Yeah, and it's it's not... I wouldn't say it's transphobic. I just see them as people saying, okay, we're fine with Bruce Wayne being a woman, but if you... Or Bruce Wayne being a man, but if you want to see another... Bat, you see another Bat family character on the, yeah. on par with Batman to an extent we would just make a new character and I'm fine with that but just don't take established characters along the lines of we'll take Miles Morales for 
Miles Morales Spider-Man just oh we're going to make him female why yeah I get you want to appeal to a wider audience but you've got so many other female spider characters why would you need to take Miles Morales and make alright so I see where you're going it's more to do with the fact that why would you waste time just flipping the gender switch yeah just when you can create a new character have them be on par with the existing character give them their own story so they're not trying to like shoehorn things in yeah so they're not just trying to show a random gender swap for no reason I I, kind of get a bit more because we started was like yeah, I, I took a very yeah. ranty tire. You went in hard and then just went, wait, 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 wait I gotta walk it back yeah. a little bit and explain. But yeah, I get it now. It's more to do with them. Um, why not develop a bigger cast of characters? Yeah. And have. And that's the thing as well is if you have a bigger cast of characters, you can have those characters interact in new ways and learn from each other and grow and show more of the human experience, even if it is through the use of superpowers. Yeah. You can have more happen and you can do more, learn more, teach more in a way that you could explain to people rather than just say and now this person's a girl because money I guess yeah because we I mean most of it is because of failing comic book sales mm. they just think right uh, Wolverine's not really working out so what can we do with Wolverine we could try a gender swap or you could take an established character and make her Wolverine because you've got X-23 I was going to say like Wolverine or Wolverine's not doing well how do you make another type of Wolverine type character X-23 just it's a different for- character, different backstory, different suffering, different origin, different yeah. things. But still, again, it's a Wolverine archetype played through a different character. Yeah. And it's more interesting that way than just having a now Wolverine has tits. Yeah, I, I just think that's ultimately the laziest thing in writing. Just think, okay, you've got this established character that's previously male or established character that's previously female. Yeah. Fuck it, let's just gender swap them. Why? Yeah. Let's see what happens. No, don't do that, man. I may just be my personal taste and I'm probably if I did say this in public I'd probably get a shit ton of flack for it but I just ultimately don't like it I, 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 was, I, I don't care enough about certain characters enough to see when they get swapped or when they get changed There's, uh, just because it's not my genre like, if, if stuff changes yeah. I don't really care that much about it unless you know there's no way it would directly impact me. I know it's. I just have yeah. a level of detachment from these things I think ultimately for the James Bond thing for me I don't really care enough about it but it's yeah. just People were getting so up in arms about James Bond. It's just so funny. It's, it's so stupid. Uh, yeah. How did you fall for it that quickly? Yeah, did you not read the article? All I the feel like through? it's a plant. I feel like that wasn't the yeah. article. Like, the, James Bond is still going to be 007. They just wanted to show you how butthurt people get about yeah. things. There'll be, like, an article. There'll be something, like, published. Somebody will just take all the metadata of, yeah. like, all the people who tweeted out rage and offence and stuff, and they'll bring it back and be like, you guys got really bent out of yeah. shape about this whole fucking black woman 007 thing. Yeah, Daniel Craig's just going to show up and go, guys, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I would like Explain it Explain yourself, like, man. What did you... Like, is this a big deal? I'm sorry, really, it's this big a deal. Yeah, you guys are getting this pissed off about it. I think it would be... that It would be fucking hilarious if Daniel Craig himself just appeared and went, guys... I'm cancelling this movie. You, you do not fucking deserve this. <laughs> oh, it'd be great. I'd love it. I'd, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Craig. And he just walks out. No, 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 don't cheer. Don't sit down. Sit have, down. Daddy wants a word. Right right now, what did you do? <laughs> you, you guys fucked up. People are pissed off. Think about it. We said Bond might be a black woman and y'all got butthurt. Really? <laughs> First and foremost, can y'all guys not read? Because no woman was getting pissed off about this. You motherfucker, you motherfucking dudes just dragging on him through the goddamn dirt. Just Daniel Craig walks out on stage, arms folded, all the applause stops, and he just leans into the mic. Did you read the article, you morons? No, what he does, he brings out a chair, there's a microphone in front of 
in front of him on the stand like a like a comedian. He brings out a stool, flips out a paper. I, I'm going to put something. It's like Lashana Lynch is going to be playing 007 in the next James Bond movie in order to find James Bond, played by <laughs> Daniel Craig. Fold, walk off stage. <laughs> I think it's just funnier to have him sit there going, did you read the article? And then he has to wait for everyone in the audience to read the article. <laughs> Open your phones, I'll wait. <laughs> Open your phones, I'll wait. It's literally 200 words. Yep. Fucking go. If you can't read 200 words in one sitting, take your Adderall then. Go back. <laughs> Try it again. Try it again. I will wait. Yeah, I'd just love to see him doing his finest dad's, not even folded arms, hands on the hips, just dad staring at people. You fuck, you realise, I'm not angry. Very disappointed. Comes out in khaki shorts from white trainers. <laughs> Socks up to he's the mid thigh. He's got barbecue dogs in his hand. He's got an apron on his dad's grill. Thick as hell, Ray Ban sunglasses. I was having a barbecue. Y'all fucked up. <laughs> it was a ridiculous situation and it was uh it was a lot of fun to watch people Yeah, that chaos machine just unfold. And it's it's the usual thing. It's the the thing happens. People misunderstand it. There's outrage, and then people react to the outrage. And I notice more and more. I think we've talked about this before. I see more people reacting to the outrage than the actual outrage itself. Yeah. And I don't know if that kind of feels because I see a lot of people responding with the, like the, the meme of like you guys are really butthurt about this, and yeah. I never see the people who are actually butthurt about it anymore. You've got to really dig. And I don't know what it is. I just think that there's things that are pushing down the outrage, yeah. which understandable i wouldn't want to see outrage comments of people like screaming that bond should be played by an n-word or whatever the fuck people were yelling about yeah but i would like to see some of it so that i can gauge the actual temperature of the room i want to see some of the outrage and i want to see some of the backlash because i'm interested yeah. in seeing both sides but that's just me because i want to poke and prod at things and be like why is this broken why does this work why are people butthurt you know i want to see things more yeah. just I imagine you if you're an average the, Twitter user you want to see maybe your side reflected as opposed to both sides yeah you want to see the source and you want to see the origin of this thing because I like you seen maybe two or three people saying uh, James Bond has always been a man even back in the books James Bond was one Scottish dude played by or it's meant to be the same person in each book mm. yada 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 and when it gets to the point of him finally retiring it's a it's another dude that replaces them. They're ruining our legacy. It's a more Scottish guy that replaces. It's a more Scottish guy. They go from Sean Connery to James fucking McAvoy. <laughs> uh, but it's, seeing this shit on Twitter makes me realise that social media is a huge fucking mistake because people can voice their outrage, no matter how dumb it is. Because people yeah. will just go, "James Bond can't be a woman because James Bond's a man," but James Bond isn't a woman. James Bond isn't double, going to be a woman. Double O Seven is going to be a woman. Do you for people like understand words? <laughs> she's going to be in the movie, but she's not going. To, her name will not be James Bond. <laughs> How I don't know if you know this, but James isn't a woman's name. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I just talking about like the dumb like vaguely racist comments. I just want to ask about the Trump thing. Have you seen it? Trump thing. There was a, a group of four uh, kind of upstart congresswomen that are, okay. I say upstart in the best way because they're they're just out there like they want they want to fight their corner and yeah. they're gonna like talk all the shit they want to get it done. Yeah, I dig it. It's Alexander or uh, Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, who I, find, who I recently discovered. I've been following on Twitter for a while. Oh, right. Did not know that. Hmm. I think I'm probably just scrolling. Away. Oh, that's yeah. pretty funny. Follow. Yeah. Um, and the, I think what, what happened is that Trump obviously came in with his style of uh, talking to people and. Uh, 
uh, Cortez brings it back, brings it back hard to yeah. him. Um, I don't disagree. I don't agree with everything she says, and uh, some of it I'm like, eh, that's a little weird. Um, but at the same time, she's very funny to watch her like just shoot shit at Trump, like ob- like not even politely saying, uh, "Mr. President, I do believe you're wrong." It's uh, excuse me. I was born here, motherfucker. He, <laughs> Trump uh, basically just said that he, he noticed that the, the four women uh, who are constantly berating him on social media and whatever and challenging all of his uh, decrees as president should basically go back to their shithole countries and try and fix them. Three of the four women are American. The last one is a refugee who entered the US legally <laughs> and is like a fully American citizen and to the point of being a congresswoman. Like I'm sorry, but do you understand that these are all American Trump? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I looked at it. I said this is so dumb, and uh, I was browsing Reddit last night. I said I couldn't sleep, just going through Reddit. Yeah. And uh, on the politics uh, subreddit was people talking about the fact that even Ronald Reagan was liberal enough to know that the American dream is to be an American, and anyone can do it. The quote from him is, uh, "You can travel." To, you can go and live in Germany you can go and live in Turkey you can go and live in Germany but you will never be Japanese a Turk or German only in America can you move to America live as an American and become an American that's the fucking point of America you moron <laughs> <laughs> when the liberals are quoting Reagan shit's fucked that's yeah. how fucked American politics are now and it's hilarious I have no idea what's going to happen next but now just again, watching him shoot the shit is brilliant we're clearly talking about a man who was unstable enough to try and ban Iron Brew from his own Scottish golf course. <laughs> I'm sorry. How sir, dumb can happening. you fucking be? The one thing, one of many things that Scottish people cling on to is the taste of Iron Brew. Even when you the sugar tax sugar tax kicked in, and you know they had to all, all the recipe. They all the recipe for original iron brew. It people didn't still taste drink it. Yeah. People still drink it with a bucket load. I had to explain the sugar tax to someone. Yeah. He said, "Oh, but Coca Cola can still afford to." Said, That's because Coca Cola sells to every country on the planet. Yeah. Bar sells to four countries on the planet. <laughs> can you do the mental maths? Yeah. But yeah, people still turn out and buy shit tons of iron brew because it is so ingrained in Scottish culture. Yeah. It's a hangover cure. It is a mixer. You can cook with the fucking thing. You can make ice cream with it. There is iron brew flavoured condoms. Need I say more? Enough said. There's this tangerine flavoured cheesecake. Iron brew flavoured cheesecake, <laughs> which sounds delicious. <laughs> but it would kill you with a slice. Yeah. Uh, enough said about iron brew. Scottish people love it. The fucking human what's it has tried to ban it in his own Scottish golf course. Can you see why this man cannot be trusted? <laughs> He's, He's not smart the- enough to turn to the manager of his establishment and say, do you think this is a bad idea? At which point, the Jimmy manager- turns around and goes, aye, <laughs> it will be a bad idea. They'll get pissed about it. Manager was just sitting there stalking Amber going, boss, we're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, boss. I'm not taking the heat for this. <laughs> He's sitting there cracking open glass bottles, giving it to people, just going, drink it. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm not gonna lie it's at a golf course it's for a very uh, certain class of people yeah it's for a certain clientele even then they're I guarantee still gonna you want a nice there's gonna brew. be a decent sales rep there going an iron brew would be pretty nice right now yeah how many people are just gonna go oh we're gonna go on the golf course we're gonna play a few rounds would you want a drink of water nah I'm feeling something a bit sugary cooler nah I'll have an iron brew I guarantee there's so many people going no I'm driving I want to have an alcoholic drink mm. just give me an iron brew yeah 
you got to understand. You that. don't realise how popular it is in this country. I've been thinking a lot about the idea of things being default. Like, the default setting is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The default setting for a drink in Scotland is Iron Brew. Yeah. Almost subconsciously. Yeah, without even thinking. Because <laughs> I haven't drank Iron Brew in years because all the... I mean, it might have changed now, but I think all the sugar and the colourings and stuff back then gave yeah. me a killer migraine. Yeah. So I might try it again soon just to see if it doesn't give well, me the There's a sugar-free care. version. Yeah, and the, there must be extra. There's the extra. Well, that's the thing that you were talking about. Like the, the sugar tax came in and the iron brew price rocketed. They yeah. took it down, took down the sugar content uh, to kind of get it under the under the limits they could sell it for yeah. the same price as before. And then when the flavour changed because of the lack of sugar, they made a chemically altered version called iron brew extra, for those of you not in uh, Scotland, which is supposed to be, it's chemically designed to be the exact same taste as good old iron brew. Yeah. I don't know how they did that without ramping the sugar back up. But I guarantee you, it's not going to be good for you in twenty years. Yeah. But at the same time, this is a nation of people who do not give a shit. Yeah, we're not. We don't really care much if it tastes good in the meantime, or it, if it's established or like the default setting, like Colin said, people aren't going to give a fuck. It's just I've drank Iron Brew for years. I mean, my uncle was in the newspaper for how many bottles of Iron Brew and shit he drinks a week. It's like eighteen to twenty bottles a week. I think oh. no, I think eighteen. I think it may be more than that. It was like a hundred tins of Iron Brew. Every three days or something, he's that's not. He was not a well man. Thirty. That's thirty liters every. How many days did you say? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm probably just pulling numbers out of my arse here, but it was like every three or four days or something. You're drinking that many. Ten liters days is about five big bottles. Yeah, I mean, I in that terms, I struggle to consider how you would contain that much fluid. Oh, I, think, <laughs> I think he was just had the incontinence pants <laughs> on all the time, just underneath his trousers, just dyed orange, just dyed orange <laughs> to hide the constant piss stains, but. Yeah, uh, that was that was that was weird. I don't know where we went with that tangent, but yeah. No, I think we're talking about Donald Trump and how he's yeah the protest stuff and all that. And, yeah, and dickheaded his... moves against his own countrywoman. Countrywoman, yeah, yeah, his own women from his own fucking country. Yeah, and then he just thinks that's a good idea. Also, I think this uh, last year he tried to ban it from Ayrshire, and I'm pretty sure his manager stepped up and went, "It's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> you can't ban Iron Brew in Scotland. You're not in America. You can't ban it because you think there's because they won't reveal the recipe. You're in Scotland. People will just go, I don't care what's in it. Tastes good. Yeah. Tastes like freedom. <laughs> tastes like freedom. Tastes like iron girders for the Clyde. <laughs> tastes like free. Tastes like freedom with a rolling R in the middle of it. Okay, <laughs> tastes like freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we're uh, we're back, and uh, we're going to quickly kind of push things towards the end of the, the podcast, just uh, so it doesn't get away. Um, I had two quick things to ask you about. It was, uh, it was dark, uh, but 13 Reasons Why uh, has recently been announced that they're they're taking away uh, one of the key scenes of the, the first uh, season of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show is about suicide. Yeah. And they graphically depict a young woman killing herself in the bathtub by slitting her wrists. And they had it up there for about two uh, two years, and just as they're going back to kind of launch season three, they have announced that they're going to take away the suicide scene from season one. So they're going to go back and edit it out. So it's going to cut from, uh, there's a moment of her in front of a mirror, uh, kind of hype, not hyping herself up, but kind of getting herself ready yeah. uh, for the end. And then they show her slipping in the bath, cutting both her wrists, and holding there for a long time. It is graphic. It is about yeah. 30, 45 seconds. And I gotta say, it's it's kind of unsettling watching it as a, you know, I watched it, was it, what, 25? As someone who is a 25-year-old guy, no relation, knowing that they're watching a fictional, dramatised TV show about suicide, it was still unsettling to watch. Yeah. 
I can't imagine how it feels being a young person, especially a young person with that kind of emotion or those kind of feelings about suicide. Um, cannot be easy to watch that at all. Yeah. So uh, when they say they were pulling it, I understand it. Yeah, I can see why, especially when you want to tread this fine line of you know suicide awareness. You know, talk to the friend yeah. that's you know maybe feeling a bit off. Check in with people. Don't sit on the sidelines type of thing. You don't want to. You don't want to glorify it. And that yeah. kind of seems like what it was doing. They're focusing on it maybe a bit too much. It's here's the thing though, and they were actually initially when the show started, they were accused of glorifying suicide. Hmm. To which I say, based on the discussion earlier, like, did you read the article? Yeah. Did you see the fucking show? There was nothing glamorous about that shot. Yeah. It's not artsy. It's not a quick flick of the wrist and oh, she's drifting off. Uh, she has to dig into herself with a razor blade, pulls out of it for like she takes two attempts hmm. to do it in the same like shot and there is no music playing there's no nothing it is just a solid camera shot of her dying in the bathtub and it feels horrific the, it, the idea that this is glorifying suicide holy fuck that did you see the fucking show yeah uh, is my response to that and uh, I, the one concern I have though I understand why they're taking it out and if that's going to be the, the published version from now on mm. is going to be uh, without the suicide I do think it's a bit unsettling that they are removing it entirely from the public because i think it belongs in there because i will say although the show itself isn't great doesn't handle all the mental health issues with the the care and attention it deserves yeah it's a bit high school drama-esque rather than a deep thorough discussion of mental health issues at the same time it's the only show that had the balls to do it in the first place ultimately i think it helps the show along because the way i always seen interesting reasons why it was all about uh, the high school girl that couldn't take the pressures of high school and she took that way out yeah she's the victim of a lot like not just not bullying like in a class sense like sexual harassment sexual assault that level of bullying yeah um and every day of her life you is shit basically yeah. and it's it's a good way of highlighting it because i growing up i got bullied and stuff as well there have been, i mean i never took it to that degree but there have been certain moments where just the mental health issues have crept in and to see a show that's finally discussing about or talking about it even to the degree where it's just high school kids talking about it is a good positive thing if you want a deep thorough discussion about it I think that's what you take it from you watch that show and you mm. start the discussion yourself with other people yeah. Twitter Facebook whatever you want face to face preferably with a re- registered professional yeah and I think if that's what helped people get to that stage that's and it's done its job as far as I'm concerned. Netflix is still quite happy with the idea that they've actually started their conversation with a lot of people yeah. and it's it's prompted conversations with families who might watch it together or all be watching it around the same time and discuss this type of thing and they're saying that they're actually quite happy they have this legacy of starting a bit of a conversation with the show. But at the same time, they've now said that if anyone, they find any re-uploads they're working with as many platform uh, distributor platform, content platforms that they can find... Mm-hmm to work on algorithms that if there's any depiction of the scene, like if anyone re-uploads it, they're going to crack down hard. Yeah. I would prefer, if, if, the, if the scene has to go for taste, I get it. But I think you should still be able to opt in to see the show. You shouldn't have to opt out. Yeah. I get that, that you wouldn't, the default should not be Yeah, the default should be see, without the scene. But you should still be able to have it there. Not for really morbid reasons, but because I think part of the show's acclaim was the brass balls it takes to show that type of yeah. content because it's disturbing it's horrific it's not fun to watch at all no but it was a strange idea that you should just take it away yeah 
I think oh for my for my for my money, I think they keep it if they kept it in, it would show people that fair enough, you just, you might think that suicide is your only option, but you're not prepared to actually go through with the act and this is what yeah. the act looks like. And then the preceding or the, the the following five minutes. Yeah. Where it's just her mum finding the body. Yeah. Again, it's one camera shot, it's one visceral reaction of a mother holding her dead daughter. And you're like, holy fuck. If you watch that show and walk away thinking suicide's the answer, you need serious yeah. you know, professional. I think you go to, you make your first appointment with a therapist. Yes. And, and you know, yeah. it's there's no way you could again, have you seen the show is my only response to the idea it glamorizes the, the idea that suicide's the the answer. Um, I think it's a weirdly uninformed opinion. I mean, I know it's it's coming from some people with serious like pedigree in mental health, mm. but at the same time, there's no way you could consider that glamorous. And mm. I, I find it strange that the idea is complete scorched earth for one of the most haunting scenes in television. Yeah, I think when well, people are saying that it's, it's glamorizing suicide, I think they they take that as it's on screen. Yeah, it's it's shot maybe shot in a certain way. Cause you see, it's just a a solid camera shot yeah maybe some pretty much could, once she's in the bath it is just a shot from the foot of the bath to her at the other end yeah. maybe they see that as them shooting it in an artsy way it's all about interpretation really but yeah. I don't see that just from your description because I haven't, I haven't seen 13 Reasons Why for my own personal reasons of because of what happened right about the time that show came out it was eerie timing yeah uh, for, for me as concerns something that happened in one of my college classes uh, I never really watched it because it like cut a bit, cut a bit too close to the bone. Yeah. But just from that description, I wouldn't think. Oh right, that, that's an yeah. that's an option. I'd, no, if yeah. I'm having any kind of thoughts like that, I'd, I'd go and see. I, I I'd go and seek help. Yeah. And I think there was a lot of people who would be in a similar situation where they'd say, "I, I don't want to watch the show right now. It's too close, too personal. Tragedies happen to a lot of people at yeah. different times in their lives. There's no way you could predict something and let it out and just have it be hmm. um, accepted by everyone. For some people, it would be too close and cut too close to the bone for some people." But I do think preserving it as it should be, yeah, there and then, and then to show it to people in the future, it's it's. I'd say that's a bit more a priority than. I mean, if you've got the option to allow people to opt out that scene or have to opt into the scene, mm-hmm. it should be preserved as it's originally intended, just to to ha- to be there and be preserved. Because I I can't imagine it was an easy thing to make that shot, yeah, and to produce it and to make the call and say, but I think throwing it away and saying it's done it's never coming back it's gone hmm. um is a bit of a, a mistake yeah, it'd be a tough choice to include it but it, like i said it is something that almost would scare people straight in a sense hmm. not in a sense of you will this is what happens this is what you'll go through but yeah. just to make people think there are other options yeah like just don't don't take what would be it's said so by some people as the easy yeah. way out yeah you know do the legwork go and see a, a professional even something as simple as you know, talking to a close friend or something like that. Do, do fucking gangbusters for yeah. you. But if you watch something a little bit better, uh, there's a, a bit more cheery. Yeah. Uh, I was going to talk about the, the Bash Bros Experience, which is a musical written was by that the Lonely, Lonely Island. Island? Yeah. yeah. Is that their latest album or something? I don't know what the hell it is. I, I went looking for how they would describe it and uh, they listed it as being a visual poem. And I'm like, okay, that's a bit archy and waxy, but it works. Yeah. Um, and the, the it centers around um, the the idea of um, what was it? Is it Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire, who were baseball players in the eighties, juiced out their fucking minds. Yeah, uh, uh, it's a, yeah. Jose Canseco 
using steroids has had no knock-on effect. He's a completely sane man. <laughs> completely sane man. With one of the best Twitters on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> Funniest fucking thing you'll ever fucking read. If you think Alex Jones is high, hold on to your beer. Yeah. And, uh... They can take what's transcendent. Have you seen, uh... Just before this, start talking about Bash Bros, have you seen that pop star, Never Stop, Never Stopping? It's oh, the Justin the... Bieber parody. No, I haven't seen it. It's that. an hour-long mockumentary based around uh, Andy Sandberg basically becoming, or going through Justin Bieber's weird, uh, like, rise to fame. Hmm. It's really funny. I think it's a good laugh. It's worth a worth a look. Um, I'm not a fan of Andy Sandberg, though. Uh, this, well, then these two things will not be up your street, <laughs> so I'm just going to skim through it. Um, but the whole thing is weirdly artsy in that there's, when I say visual poem, when I say it be visually uh, artsy and wanky and stuff like that, the majority of it is just their songs. Like each bit is a song. Like mm. each part of the life that they want to talk about is a song. Um, and they it's then split up. Each song is split up between a ten to fifteen thing of Andy Samberg uh, as uh, Jose Canseco walking around uh, in a, in a, a forest, like reflecting. So basically, on like a really weird like spirit trip or whatever. Like he's taking in some like really good LSD or some shit and just, <laughs> just out in the woods shit. reflecting on his life as Jose Canseco. Um, but it's it's really weird if you want to laugh if you don't want to watch a, a girl curl herself in a bathtub and you want to waste half an hour <laughs> I'd say give it a go um, and actually it's directed by Mike Diva uh, Mike Diva's a YouTuber All right. which is kind of cool I quite like when those guys yeah. uh, jump over to other mediums and get a bit more kind of he did wait uh, he fun. did make that video that I think it was a it was meant to be a Japanese advert for something that had a Megatron from Transformers Prime but with Donald Trump's head <laughs> he had to animate that uh, well he actually also put, oh, I, I knew him from uh, playing Bruce Lee in Epic Rap Battles of History that's Mike Diva? yeah oh cool when he goes up against Clint Eastwood I was like holy shit what the fuck is this that's pretty good that's pretty good uh, rap as well uh, um, actually did you see uh, Epic Rap Battles new video came out a couple of days ago George I'm... Carlin versus Richard Pryor <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a bit odd, but it's it, yeah. it, it's not just those two. Okay. It, it spirals off. I'll give you the list. It's with George Carlin, uh, Joan Rivers, Bill Cosby. <laughs> and oh. yes, it, it, it does go to that area of the drugs. Uh, <laughs> well, the drugs and the pudding. And <laughs> um, when you see us playing Bill Cosby, you'll, you'll probably get a good giggle out of it. I'm not a spell for you. Um, He's going to be busy. The drink is going to be fizzy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be all getting busy. <laughs> Drink's gonna be fizzy. Where the fuck did you get that? <laughs> oh no, Dom. Dom. That, that can't be in there. That's not allowed to be in there. That's a no no thought. <laughs> uh, well, I was looking for an episode title. I think we got it. <laughs> we we gonna be busy. The drink's gonna be fizzy. Uh I, I can't be bothered telling you that the, the, the rap battle ends with Robin Williams. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Ah, uh, but it's 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 good. I mean, I didn't think I was going to enjoy Joan Rivers uh, for a verse, but it was, it was fucking funny. <laughs> I think um, you kind of forget that Joan Rivers was a really good comedian, but she her, most of her comedy was just ah fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. Why well, she throws it bangers like she's fucking. If I get one more facelift, my face is going to split open like a demogorgon. The um yeah, I I I love the idea that some like this thing is most of these guys are old comedians. Hmm. These are comedians from like I I never really watched George Carlin up until a couple of years ago. Dude's fucking savage. I love it. Yeah. Um, Richard Pryor, I loved his Sunset Strip. 
George uh, Carlin's bit about the words that you can't say on television he was is arrested still for that. fucking gold. He was arrested yeah. for that in Massachusetts. I'm like, who the fuck arrests a comedian for naughty words? In Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be in Massachusetts now I think about it. I think it might be like outside of Boston. Um, but yeah, but like, Bill Cosby, bit fucking awkward. Um, but again, like, somewhere out there is a kid who's never seen Robin Williams do stand-up. Yeah. And I like the That's idea depressing. that ERB did something and was like, look up all of this comedy yeah like everyone everyone's a fucking banger <laughs> yeah that's that's a comedy pedigree right there i mean bill cosby is not so much a comedian as the joke nowadays but yeah like it's it's good to his have early something co- in there yeah his early comedy was apparently something to watch or something to listen to yeah and uh so i mean i i loved it i think you'll really enjoy it when you go through you're like god damn it's, it's this weird kind of comedy nostalgia yeah like, oh it's, it's a shame that we're comedy nostalgia a bit of stuff we grew up with but, yeah. yeah um with that in mind showstopper Yep, let's go for it. You're going to hate this one. Okay, let's It's about it. suicide too. Oh, okay. We have a theme for today's episode. Yep. <laughs> and the drink's getting fizzy. It's uh, <laughs> a different kind of fizzy, but, you know, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Um, now, back a couple of years ago, there was a story about a man named Con- uh, Roy Conrad, or Conrad Roy. I forget mm-hmm. which name, where name goes. Conrad Roy. And uh, Conrad Roy took his life by uh, carbon monoxide poisoning in his own car. Uh, however, the story get kind of weird when uh, it turns out when um, the authorities took his phone, opened it up, saw a text message from a woman named Michelle Carter. Michelle Carter mm-hmm. was convincing him to commit suicide. Do you remember the story in any way? Yeah, it sounds, it sounds familiar. But it was really an old Philip DeFranco show uh, that covered it yeah. way back in the day. But basically, the showstopper here is that this court case is still going on trial and is filing an appeal to the Supreme Court. Because, I'm sorry, I'm going to just quickly use the phrase, that bitch, Michelle Carter, believes it was her First Amendment rights to tell so, to tell Conrad Roy to kill himself. Not only that, she's also pleading the Fifth Amendment for uh, the right to due process because she did it digitally. Because she wasn't physically there to encourage his suicide. Okay, but she still was a contributing factor to yeah his death. Yes, and no, I'm not saying like this is not the usual like kind of uh, Xbox Live chat of oh go kill yourself, faggot, you suck, you know you yeah. fucking die on the team. It's not that kill yourself. It is a series of prolonged texts, engagements, encouraging his self harm and eventual suicide. And she thinks she should be allowed to do that under the First Amendment. I'm sorry, but the there's always a lot of thorny issues around the First Amendment free speech for the US because it's it's so fundamental. It's yep. the one they put before the guns and they fucking love the guns. Yep. Uh, to quote Bill Maher, but I think the kill yourself one through text messages, like, maybe we need a bit of context on that yeah. one. I don't know if that's the next uh, fire in a crowded theatre, but at the same time, grade A cunt yeah. material from that Michelle Carr. I know she just doesn't want to go to prison. Nobody yeah, does. No, no one wants to go to prison, but at the same time, if you don't want to go to prison, don't tell a guy to kill himself. Yeah. For, for a series of, like, months. Yeah, don't try that. Fuck that person. So, yeah, I mean, that's... In an episode filled with suicides, that is the worst possible fucking story I could, like, find. This yeah. week. And didn't actually intend for the show to turn out this way. Um, yeah. It's, it's most of those weird stories have happened in the last 40 hours, and I just saw that that one had cropped up in, earlier in the week. I was like, oh, that's... Because I remember seeing it. I remember yeah. hearing the original case and then he, seeing that story come up again I was like oh that bitch oh, oh she's still at it again yeah I just 
to the family of Conrad Roy. Yeah. Thought, I don't know what you guys are going through watching all this go through courts and yeah. having to be at like witness testimonies for all this shit. But uh, all my sympathy in that. Yeah, definitely all the sympathy, all the sympathy, the family, the Conrad or Roy Conrad or Conrad Roy, whoever, whichever way. Whichever I'm way sure it's Conrad Roy. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Roy. Uh, if any lawyer out there is looking for something, they just want to, you want to pay it forward, you want to be that good guy, do this case for free and make sure mm-hmm. this horrible fucking cunt goes to prison for as long as you can convince the judge that she needs to go to prison. <laughs> just get rid of her. Yeah, that is a garbage pile of a human yeah. being. Just a massive old shit pile of a human being. So, she has ultimately broken the cardinal rule of gibberish podcast, which is don't be, be a dick. dick. So, if you'd like to join us in our crusade of not being a dick to people, follow us on Twitter at gibberish, uh, and then contact the show if you'd like to, uh, at gibberishpodcast at gmail.com. Soonitbe.org. Soonitbe.org. The application is in. I've crayon crayon bitches <laughs> uh, in the meantime I've been calling Graham uh, before we go we oh. actually we got a message from uh, son of Korax oh uh, his, his uh, message said he listened to the Stranger Things episode but uh, he assumed that by, because we didn't discuss it we didn't see the the post credit scene the post credit post credit scene for Stranger Things season 3 it's been a while I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I would need to check it out. It's, I mean, if you want to go and check it out, by no, go for it, go for it. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the bit where the Russians feed the guy to the demon. Oh the, yeah, that the, one. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the reason why we didn't discuss it is because it is it's pretty good. Well, we, it, it's, we, a, yeah. it's a setup for the next season. We want people to experience that firsthand, not have it be spoiled very poorly by. We didn't outright state that it was the uh, the post credit scene. But we did actually discuss it. If you oh. remember back, we were talking about the stuff about like what goes on with the wider world of Stranger Things now that the American operation oh, yeah, shut yeah, down totally. under Hawkins. And we were talking about the fact that the Russians do have a demigorgon. Yep. We did mention it. So we just didn't state that it was the post credit scene. We probably should have yeah. given it. But again, that was a whole like spoiler-free yeah. episode. I think of, we just I think we just got caught up in discussing, dude, did you see this cool thing? Dude, did you see that cool thing? Yeah. Dude, dude, dude. Dude, the mullet, dude. But yeah, uh, we did see the post credit scene. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I just can't remember what it was. But yeah, the, the, the Gorgon, the guy being fed to the Gorgon. Yeah. The, the terror on the actor's face yeah. is very, very believable. Very convincing. And there's the last thing to leave you on. Uh, my theory is that the American that they're talking about isn't, Hopper. I right. think it's Papa. In the first two seasons. Because he's not dead. Ooh. And that's one to grow on from Uncle Dom. <laughs> See you next time. See you next time on the Jibberish Podcast. But thank you very much, Son of Courts, for uh, tweeting to us. We'll try and read more of those comments if we get more stuff. Yeah. But yeah, thank you very much. And we'll see you next time.